welcome to the Empire Diaries. You know the risk, but we have to podcast. We are also the bad girls of podcasting because we're still doing that. Uh, <laughs> pow, pow, pow. Boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom, pow. I'm one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today we are talking the season four finale of the Vampire Diaries, Graduation. Yes! Uh, what a finale. Good to be done. <laughs> As we go on, we, we remember, remember all the times we had together. La 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 la. It's my favorite part of the song. Uh, Oh my god, I'm so happy, guys. I feel like a weight has been lifted. Yeah. Elena has her humanity back. The sire bond's broken. It's like... can come home. Yeah, like Klaus is gonna stay up, like, miles away from Caroline. (laughs) Like, Cole is dead. (laughs) Jeremy's alive, and that's okay. Because Jeremy was good in this episode. I'll give him that. He was. He was great. I was sobbing every time Lexi said anything. Oh my god, to see Lexi again. This, I, was, a, this was a big tear episode, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, Stefan have any semblance of happiness. Oh my god. Oh, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about Steve. Damn Steve. Jesus. That boy. He's he hurt. A break. He's not getting a break. I mean, technically, you could call it a break, uh, what's happening at the end of the episode, but it's not the break he wants. It's not a relaxing break. It's not. Certainly getting out of town, in a way. (laughs) Whoops, he shouldn't have kept saying he's going to leave town, because now people think he's left town. (gasps) No good. It's so bad. It's so, like... Ooh, yeah, and we're going to get into that in season five. But Jill, would you like to tell us what you thought about these episodes? This episode, just the one. Just one, because this is just one this time. Just one, and I'm in on the bit. Woo! This is hot. <laughs> Silas is truly hot. Not negative 15. Mm-hmm. Definitely not negative 15. <laughs> we promised you, and now you know we did not lie. You didn't. And then, like, so much happened in this episode. <laughs> All of the Matt and Rebecca stuff was just fucking adorable. Oh right? Klaus God. didn't make me want to scream. <laughs> <laughs> Damon and Elena didn't make me want to puke. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> Wins all around. Our friends are back. Yeah. <sighs> I missed you all. It's been 23 long episodes. Uh, I am I guess, just relieved. <laughs> The one downside is Bonnie's dead. And <laughs> I don't love that. Yeah. Who does? No one. <laughs> Jeremy doesn't love it, as we know. Stefan is like, wait, what? <laughs> but wait, what? And then Silas being like, but does it even matter? And I'm like, I think it does. Especially after what Mayor Dad said. And Mayor Dad was so proud. Yeah. Of, of his daughter constituent. <laughs> oh. oh. Mayor Dad. This is a great way to end this season. Mm-hmm. I'm satisfied. I'm ready for season five. <laughs> you know what was missing? April Young. Tyler Lockwood. <laughs> At least he was mentioned. 
He was. Yeah, who was missing Dana and Chad. Very huh. sad. He did not get to walk. Gone, but not forgotten. It's amazing how many people were able to graduate. I was like, like they should have been in a memoriam for all the dead students. Honestly, they should have. <laughs> Amy Bradley. I'm like, who would win class protector? And I'm like, no one. No <laughs> one is helping the kids. It'd be Bonnie, but she's dead. Ah. <laughs> uh, um. Latoya, would you like to talk about your initial first impressions of this episode? Uh, I was just initially, as I am now, so happy just to see Lexi and Stefan. And I was so happy that Colt failed so we could see Alaric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should talk about that. Colt failed. Yeah, bye, Colt. <laughs> Colt failed, so I can't. <laughs> Said Matt Davis, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Said Matt, said Matt Davis's agent. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I was really happy about that. Really happy to see Rick, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like I said, um, I kind of lost my shit at Hello My Shadow Self, which we'll talk more about. And Catherine being the one, after all this time, to take the cure, baby. Not willingly. <laughs> <laughs> Not willingly at all. To allow Elena to be Prank Sinatra for perhaps the first time. This episode had me like trying to track who had, who had yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and I will just say um, the trajectory of Catherine with the cure is provides some really great stuff. Yeah, cannot tell you how good uh, Catherine taking the cure will become. <laughs> I really am excited for the f- at least the first half of season five, mm-hmm. and then like the season finale and what that sets up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And as as we've said, you know, before and we'll say again, season six, a beacon of light and joy and horniness. <laughs> True. But season five does have my flashback, finally. Yes. It introduces us to a himbo to end all himbos, really. Yes, it does. Good some good stuff happening in season five. Season five is such a different beast than season four in terms of like the things that are issues with it. Like, yeah, it's some of the things are like things that you would expect. Because remember, this is the end of the high school season. So you're going to you know what certain issues are going to be next season. Yes, obviously, college for basically every show provides a lot of growing pains. Like, what is the high school to college show that made the best transition? High school to college show. I mean, people disagree. I would say Dawson's Creek, but people don't really like those later seasons as much, which they have their problems, but like, it's not a complete mess, you know? And it in- introduces Busy Phillips' character, so, mm-hmm. which is good. I oddly, like, kind of defend Buffy, like, like season four, just in terms of, like, I know it's a weaker season and the season arc is weak, but I appreciate the desire to lean into how c- uncomfortable it is to be out of high mm-hmm. school. Like, that. I, I like, but I, I... Season four is fun. Riley just has greasy hair. But yeah, what were your thoughts when this aired? Did, did you talk about that? Uh, I did not. Um, so the, again, this is where I kind of fell off and I had to re-binge. And I, I loved the like original's backdoor pilot. And I, I remember feeling like very, very affected by Bonnie's sacrifice. After, I think, a, a season of me being very tired of what was going on with Bonnie. Like a season where I felt like I had a lot of fatigue with the character because of the directions and like modes and her just like always being in 
one of the worst parts of the story with Atticus Shane. Yeah, body fatigue or fatigue. Yeah, and always like being like so clearly like manipulated and and not seeming aware of it and all, all this stuff. Like I was so tired. And then to have her like turn it around and completely like self-sacrifice, which like has always been her character's MO, but like the sadness of watching her of, of actually living in the sacrifice with her anonymously, like without everybody knowing about it, I, I think is so sad. Like the the graduation, like everybody in their caps and gowns all together hugging scene with Bonnie. I just remember being like so affected by and just being like, oh, like they really they really like pulled it together with her, even though I don't I'm. I, I feel like we all have stuff to say about like killing Bonnie and how it's like it just sucks. She has to suffer, basically. Yes, about B- Bonnie's permanent suffering. But but I will say it's such a beautiful performance by Kat, and I, I appreciated at least like how much consideration there was to what it felt like for her. Whereas I think a lot of other times we've kind of shorthanded her sacrifice and we've been like, it's sad. And therefore Bonnie has to go out of town and be off screen a lot and deal with her sadness. Whereas I did appreciate at least them like showing you how she felt and not kind of yada, yada, yada it, mm. which was like nice and good. Also, I love Lexi, um, who danced to Bon Jovi. I was really happy. Um, and then the only other thing I'll say is that uh, one of Michael's uh, canonical pieces of Vampire Diaries dialogue is "Hello, my shadow self." <laughs> the, the the joy on his face, and Jill, it's going to be in so many previous Leons, <laughs> and every fucking time it would be Michael would be like, "Woo, hello, my shadow self." Fuck, like. Yeah, so all the good, and I was and I was very happy with like the cure being like Catherine's like punishment, like that felt like a very <laughs> fun because I was like they're not gonna cure Elena, like they're gonna have too much fun with vampire Elena. So I I liked that. I mean, yeah. Now that, uh, season five will be the first season with vampire Elena where she's still the Elena we know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, because that wasn't the case at all this season. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. And even in this episode, she's like, you know I want the cure. And it's like, do you? (laughs) I was like, I don't really know if you do. Uh, I've been watching this season. Uh, She's, when she, I feel like when we're in Nova Scotia, she wants the cure. She's like sad about it and sad that it, it feels like it's coming about because she like, quote unquote, can't hack it. But she wants the cure then, right? Yeah, when they were in Nova Scotia, we had like the brief bit where like, this reminds me of the Elena I knew. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was still some of the Cyberbond bullshit to deal with. So you never knew what to trust. And then obviously she gets her humanity back and then she just focuses on rage. So still not our Elena. She's fully our Elena in this episode. Yeah. And it's so nice to see her. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I was really happy. <laughs> uh should we get into the app? I suppose. <laughs> so we open with uh our favorite original. 
giving up on the stage on the Mystic, Hall, Mystic Falls High School football field uh, for the commencement ceremony. And it's Cole talking to a bunch of the ghosts who are like coming back, uh, dead hybrids and witches from the expression triangle sacrifices. And he's like, hey, we're, we're team ghost and we're going to stop Silas from, you know, getting what he wants. <laughs> It's really that eloquent. He's like, hey, we're Team Ghost. And you got hybrid Adrian, but not hybrid Kim because hybrid Kim's an army wife. And like, <laughs> she, was, she was able to recur because like when she's on the penultimate season of Army Wives, but they didn't know that that would be like not the last season. So <laughs> they were obviously doing last season stuff at this point. So she's there. <laughs> um, it was nice. It's nice to see some familiar faces, kind of. But mostly I was just like... <laughs> These are not the ghosts I want to be hanging out with. We then cut to the ghost I want to hang out with the most. Fucking You Give Love a Bad Name is playing. I have never. It's the, it, is this the best Vampire Diaries needle drop? I was so thrilled. <laughs> I was so happy. As soon as it started, I was like, I know where Lucy had it. Ah, so good. Lexi, I love you. Lexi, they are, it's just like Lexi fucking rocking out to Bon Jovi. Stefan like sitting on the couch, but also jamming like really hard. They're drinking, they're having fun, they're giving love a bad name. It rolls. <laughs> Damon walks in and Stefan's like, hey, like help me celebrate my 17th high school graduation. <laughs> oh, God. Stefan is over it <laughs> i mean yeah he knew the risk and the risk was being bored at being graduating again yeah what a fuck it sucks like he did go back to high school for elena and she fucking dumped him for his brother and now he has to go to high school still because <laughs> caroline caroline's not gonna let him drop out you know he tried mm-hmm. she'd be like what would everybody say <laughs> <laughs> they already hate us caroline no, they don't. Like she, uh, Caroline refuses to acknowledge that everybody hates them. Like she <laughs> does not subscribe to that belief. She's like, no, everybody loves us because we do important things. We show up to all the town events. <laughs> you do, and you always make it weird. Oh, Caroline, remember, remember that time Uncle John just fell down the stairs and he was dead. I'm gonna bring that up because that is my favorite ruined town event. <laughs> Do you guys have a different favorite ruined town event you'd like to bring up? I think that one's the funniest. How do you get better than that? Where it's like, uh, he's fine. He's clearly dead. <laughs> that and Tyler getting shot at the fucking memorial. Tyler. Tyler getting shot at the memorial is also so funny. No offense, Jill, to your boy. I know that was a it very traumatic funny. moment, but it's. <laughs> so aggressively public someone tried to assassinate the mayor's kid that's crazy it had to do with obviously the drug deals they're doing oh my god everyone thinks they're drug dealers there's just no way they don't um i mean also like rick getting his neck snapped like outside of founders hall by damon (laughs) like i know that doesn't count as a ruined town event but it was so close to one (laughs) Uh, and them ruining senior prank night. I guess another John one is when Damon's like, I at least I'll snap his neck and throw him off the balcony. And no one's somehow, it doesn't ruin the town event. No one notices. It's very public. No one noticing that one's amazing. 
Like, that's some Scooby-Doo shit. Like, that's, like, them all sneaking behind. And, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, like, a lot of uh, retrospectives in this episode. Yeah, which I think, I think I, I hope is nice, because this does, it is the end of an era. It's, like, the end of them being, like, being high school kids. Like, I, you know, I think in college you're still a dumb kid. Um, at least I was a dumb kid in college. But I, I feel like a lot of times, like, TV shows are like they are now adults once I was they're in college. Very smart and mature in college. I'm sorry about you, Morgan. Um, mm-hmm. I was ready to be off in the world. <laughs> I was great. Uh, I've never had growing pains. I don't know what you're talking about. Whenever you say these things, <laughs> me too. I was just kidding to make like other like listeners feel better. Maybe if they feel like that. <laughs> Jill, what about you? I have not grown since college. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm still no. dumb. So. <laughs> I am. I am editing a episode right now where we're like, Jill, you're not dumb, and you say, I can call me dumb. Yeah, and, and I was like, you know what? You can't. <laughs> and I was like, you have rights. <laughs> um. So obviously, we are still talking. This is the podcast where we talk exclusively about the Vampire Diaries. Um, so Damon walks in. Stefan is like, "Come to my millionth graduation," and Lexi, like Damon, makes one little comment about her being back from the dead. It says, "Goody." So she naturally zoops over and pins him against the wall with her like hand on his throat, as it should be. And Stefan's, of course, like, "You remember Lexi?" Because fuck you forever for killing Lexi. Damon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Damon says, you're just going to sit here and let her enact her ghostly revenge, which yeah. I loved. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? It's so good. Stefan just says, you reap what you sow, buddy. <laughs> Stefan is over it. So over it. Lexi is so hot and cool in this scene. She says, whatever time I have left here, I sure as hell don't plan on wasting on you. You got me? And it's just great. Like, she lets him go. She is also over it. Um, And Damon's like, okay, so ghosts are back. And you, like, are all flesh-like and real-seeming, which means something went horribly wrong with Bonnie's spell. And Stefan says, you're right. How selfish of me to be indulging in these precious moments with my formerly dead best friend. I should be sacrificing my own happiness for the good of others, right? I should be upstairs grooming my hero hair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a kick jill were you happy to see um sassy steve here and not taking any of Demo's bullshit oh yeah steve in this whole episode was just i feel so bad for him <laughs> you're a real steve girl now jill how do you I feel am. about that <laughs> it's wild unexpected it is pretty crazy to think about i will say i actually think this is one of the first like good Damon episodes of the series. Like, I was happy with Damon pretty much the whole episode. Because he finally did what we've been telling him to do all fucking season that he's been avoiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he finally grew up like after 23 episodes. Because sometimes like growing up isn't always being able to change right away. It's being able to acknowledge your shortcomings and say you're going to work on them and try to work on them. Like it... Yeah. Boys are so fucking dumb. <laughs> Shut up, dumbass. Um, so Damon's like, are you drunk? And Stefan says, I don't know, mom, am I? <laughs> Amazing. 
So we go back to Mystic Falls. Um, hi. We're in the boiler room with Bonnie. She's on the phone with Caroline, and they have a little bit of like a talk about the logistics of everything. Bonnie's like, I kind of hit a snag. Being dead is the snag, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Caroline says, a snag's a bad yearbook picture. You hit a tsunami. <laughs> Bonnie says, she's like, I'm trying to fix it, but I need to wait until the full moon tonight to have the power to put the veil back up. And Caroline's like, okay, so you're telling me we might graduate smack in the middle of a ghost-filled expression triangle? And you do. It's what happens. It is what happens. Poor Bonnie is a ghost. She's just looking down at her corpse. And she's like, maybe we should cancel. And Caroline's like, no, graduation is the most important event of our lives, the last ceremony of our youth. It is our rite of freaking passage. Hell will freeze over before I let anyone cancel graduation. Um, Bonnie is the beautiful self-sacrificing queen that she is today, essentially agrees. And Caroline makes her promise that today is a friend day. And she does promise. And they say they love each other. And... Caroline doesn't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. I'm crying. So um, Bonnie has this like exchange with Grams. Grams says, go. I'll make sure no one finds your body. Which, Jesus. Uh, God. And um, Bonnie's like, I know. Okay. I know I need to tell them, but I can't. They've been t- through too much already. Two of you, like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. And, she's just, and her Grams just says, make sure you say goodbye. Which, like. Ow. Jill, how are you feeling at this point? Did you, like, think we were going to figure it out? Or did you feel like Bonnie was fucked? Like, where were you here? Um, I thought, well, initially I thought they were going to figure it out this episode, but I think that's going to be a lot of the next season. Because you can't really figure, I feel like that's going to be a big thing to figure out. (laughs) Can't be easily solved. (laughs) (laughs) A pretty smart assumption. Our our next scene is at the cemetery. Uh, Rick, Jeremy, and Elena are eating burgers together. And it is so cute. Like, Rick and Jeremy are, like, going ham on, um, you know, having greasy food again. And it's just, like, such a nice, like, lived-in scene for, like, Elena to have her family back. And, like, it it's really nice. Like Elena's like drinking bourbon that she steals from Rick and Jeremy's like, come on, like let her live a little. She just got her humanity back and he's trying to drink. And Elena's like taking the bottle away from him. And it's like, Alark is giving them shit about having no place to live. (laughs) It's just really cute. And Elena's just like, you guys suck. And she laughs and Rick says, Hey, like there's that smile. I wasn't sure we were going to see that again. Uh, and then we all cry again because it's true. Elena like has this one nice moment where she is smiling and it's sweet, but it of course is followed by sadness because she knows what show she's on. And she's like, I did some pretty terrible things. And Jeremy tries to console her. She He says, hey, no tears. If Caroline was right, we only have until tonight. We need a no crying rule. And Elena says, but the crying's good. It means I'm finally feeling something. And right now... <sighs> I feel happy. It means she's finally our Elena. It's been so long. It was so nice to see our girl. Like this, this scene is is so lovely. It feels very restorative. Oh, God, I missed her. Guys, we've said it so many times, but I just missed her. I miss Elena Gilbert. I love Elena Gilbert. Elena Gilbert is great. She yeah, is. She's one of my best friends. Um, <laughs> I love her. 
Elena's best friends, Tyler, Amy and Sarah, Chad and Dana, Morgan. <laughs> this is just the truth, guys. Um, yeah, just uh, what a relief. Uh, Jill, did you agree? Did you feel like we had our girl back? Oh, yeah. I I didn't have many issues with this episode, except that Tyler wasn't in it. Yeah. And that uh, Jeremy and Bonnie kiss, and you were fine with, like, all of it, and then was the kiss, you're like, enough! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm, like, not cringing at these scenes, but then they kissed, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> all caps in the chat, enough. <laughs> as soon as they kissed. Like... They both were like, I'm dying. And this was the, their, they each were like, this is my final kiss. And Jill was like, ew. It's not though. (laughs) He cheated on her with a ghost. (laughs) And now she's the ghost. (laughs) So now he's like, it's on. Yeah. Now he he loves her more than ever. He's like my type. (laughs) Also, you guys, three times a widow, Jeremy Gilbert. <laughs> Triple widow. Uh I love thinking about Jeremy as a widow. It really does make me laugh. And yes, we um, know the correct terminology is widower, but it's funny to say widow, so we're gonna say widow. We must say widow. <laughs> Widows where Stephen Everqueen plays every role. Oh my god, hell yeah. Um we we get a call, a lady gets a call. It is from Matt, but it is not Matt. It is Connor. Dun, dun, dun. Remind them who Connor is, Morgan. Connor is the hunter that Elena killed. The first living, you know, like living human being uh, who Elena, you know, murdered as a vampire. Yay. (laughs) He's back. He's a ghost, baby. So it turns out like all the hunters have united together um, and they're using all of Connor's gear from his trailer, which I guess was just like still in Mystic Falls. It was still in the woods, I guess, and then they moved it. But also, you know what would be really fun that doesn't happen here, but it'd be great, is if the the hunter's curse was still in effect and every time they, they killed a hunter, it's like, well, you're fucked. Yeah, if Steve had ripped out Galen Vaughn's heart and then immediately been plagued by horrible visions, that would have been funny, but it's like... What else we got to put Steve through, you know? I, I mean, it would only last for as long as the veil is lifted. We don't want to torture Steve forever, everyone. But also, it would then uh, also plague Rick, and that'd be pretty funny. Oh, God. Haven't they all just been through enough? No, more suffering. We got more seasons to come, which means more suffering. So much more suffering. Uh, so we we cut to you. So the trailer is in a parking lot. Matt and Rebecca are being held hostage by Rebecca's ex-lover, Alexander, the Grusalog-looking motherfucker. And as soon as he speaks, I'm cackling. (laughs) It's like, I wish I took as much joy in Connor, because then each of us would have a hunter that made us very happy. (laughs) Um, He's just, he doesn't have a funny enough voice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I just imagined if they like made Connor like a jive talking. <laughs> I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh god. All right, well, good on that, that that didn't happen. <laughs> oh my. So, um, Alexander is marveling at all of the weaponry that has been developed uh, since his day. And Rebecca's like, just let us fucking go. 
And he's like, I don't know. I'm not holding you here. But what we reveal is that Matt is essentially like standing on a landmine. And if he steps off the thing, he'll blow the fuck up. And we don't want that. Yeah, one of Connor's uh, fun inventions that we've seen before. And, you know, I do like that Rebecca is realizing how boring Alexander is, finally. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to, like, hold like hold a torch for him for, anymore because she's just like, this guy sucks. Because he does. Especially standing next to Matt, who is, like, what a little cutie this episode. Um, he's like, hey, go away. Leave me here. It's fine. And Rebecca refuses to leave, which fucking rules. Uh, Rebecca asks Alexander, what do you want from us? And he says, to fulfill my destiny. The Brotherhood of Hunters was created for one reason and one reason alone, which, as we know, is, you know, to kill Silas. Sue, uh, over at the Salvatore house, Galen Vaughn shows up. He shoots yeah. Damon in the shoulder. <laughs> and uh, Jill Jill cheers. Were you happy to see your boy? I was so happy. <laughs> if I couldn't have Tyler, at least I got Galen. God. Jesus. Let's just throw this bit in the trash where it belongs after this episode. I can't do any more of this Galen Vaughn love bullshit. I love that you think it's a bit. Yeah, I'm like, this isn't a bit. Like, Jill loves him. I hate it. I don't like it. You just have to, like, make your peace with the fact that Galen Vaughn sparks joy for Jill. He does. I don't like it. I don't like it. But joy is hiding. For, I am. for the listener. It's bad. I'm just not going to look at either one of you. <laughs> not going to look at my picture on Zoom. <laughs> not going to look at your picture on Zoom at all. I'm furious. All right. Fair enough. So Vaughn says he's got a little message straight from the mouth of the witch Ketsia. And I'm like, hmm, sounds hot. Uh, Jill, that bit's not done. <laughs> <laughs> that one we're keeping going. <laughs> So at the grill, Connor is still on the phone with Elena. We're like cutting all around. He says, we want Silas. We want the cure. Elena says, I don't know where that stuff is, so I cannot help you. (laughs) Connor threatens uh, the relatives that she has invited to see um, her graduate, which I thought she didn't have any. The relatives who didn't exist like a day ago. I'm like, are you threatening the people from Denver? (laughs) Haven't they been through enough? They had to first they have to live with Jeremy for like three months, then they have to die. I mean, they didn't even bring that dog. Bring that damn dog. Oh, the dog was cute. Um, so he says, Look, everyone here is the mystic girl. Give me what I want or they die. Zoinks. So Rick starts doing like some recon and he's like, You stay on the phone, like I'm gonna look around. Vaughn mentions that he, you know, while he's watching Damon pull the bullet out of his shoulder is like, yeah, these big bullets are from my new friend, Connor. They shoot wood like lead. And Damon's like, come on, man. I didn't kill you. Because it's easy to forget that Rick was a vampire when he died. So that's why he's like zooping around. Rick was an original vampire when he died. Is, is that because of the original witch? It indeed is. Please keep in your vampire diaries that Rick is technically died as an original vampire. What? Sisters, please write in your vampire diaries. Rick, original vampire. (laughs) Um, So Vaughn's like, yeah, you didn't kill me, Damon, but you left me in a well and I starved to death. That's pretty gnarly. (laughs) Yeah, right? He's like, I'm not 
fucking happy with you. And then Stefan pulls his heart out of his chest from behind him and it rules. Oh no, the hunter's curse. Ah. Jill, were you sad to see Galen Bond's second death? It was a bummer, but it was a it was a good death. So <laughs> it's a, you're seeing his first death that you've seen. You didn't see him starve. Yeah, that would have been miserable. <laughs> you just keep cutting to him in Nova Scotia dying. Yeah, that wouldn't have been fun to watch. That would have been hilarious to watch, actually. I wish we could have seen it. I'm glad we didn't. I wish I had some potatoes. <laughs> this could be his game by. Oh, so hungry. <laughs> wish I had a spot of food. Lucky charms. <laughs> oh, yeah, Wait, is this guy? Are we? I forget. He's supposed to be Scottish, right? He's canonically Scottish, I believe, but his accent is so Irish some of the time. <laughs> Which is why we're going with potatoes and Lucky Charms. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, are we going to offend um, Irish people? No, we're offending. Uh, like, we're actually making Irish people happy after all the like terrible Irish accents they've had to hurt here on television, including Galen Vaughn. Like, we are helping them reclaim their accents. All right, glad to do it. <laughs> so, it's a tough job, but someone has to do it. We're here for you, you guys. <laughs> the three Americans helping you reclaim your accent. Yeah, what we're doing is actually very brave, and you're welcome. <laughs> no one will ever do a bad Irish accent again after hearing this. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be fully sick of the bit. So Elena pleads on the phone with Connor. She's like, don't hurt anyone. And then Rick immediately shows up at his side. Thank you, original vampire speed. And Rick's like, so you get off on terrorizing innocent people? And Connor's like, who are you? And Rick says, the guy responsible for the 18-year-old you just threatened. Fuck yeah. He's her dad. Yeah, uh, Daddy is back. Um, Connor is like, well, that 18-year-old fucking killed me. And he says, I'm also the guy who showed her how to do that. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's really a proud papa in this episode. He is. It's such a good, it's such a good move. Connor's like, wow, like I'm packing C4 and opens his jacket and shows that he's strapped with explosives. And Rick says, this is my bar, pal. Nobody's going to blow it up. Ah. It's cute that he says that. <laughs> he's ah. incorrect. <laughs> I mean, they blow up the back room, so that's mm -hmm. fine. Yeah, it seems like people will still be able to drink in Mystic Falls. Yes. Bartenders at the grill will still be in trouble. I mean, I'm sure whoever's on shift now is going to be in trouble. <laughs> so the grill uh, lives another day, but it, some piece of it does explode. <laughs> so then we cut back to the parking lot with Matt, Rebecca, and Alexander. And Alexander's like, oh, go ahead, Rebecca, like whisk him away with your powers. I'm sure he can survive this like huge explosion that's going to happen. And Matt says, ignore him. All right. Let's think about something else like graduation. What are your plans? College? Travel? Just because I'm never getting out of this town doesn't mean you shouldn't see the world. Sobbing. I, <sighs> Jill, Jill, do you love my boy now? <laughs> he, I love them. Right? So much. The thing about this finale is that we get to see how much Jill has changed over the course of this podcast. Who I am now was not who I was at the start of this season. <laughs> how have you changed, Jill? 
The only thing that's the same is I love Tyler. <laughs> that really is. That really is. Like that's yeah. I mean <laughs> was I I still liked Damo at the start of four. You did, and I feel like you were starting to turn with Steve by the end of three because yeah. of how hot he was. I mean, you were starting season. with early season three because, remember, you called Elena a dumb bitch and you were rooting for Steven all the way. I was. I was. <laughs> and then you were even, but then even like when he was getting his humanity back and like they were making eyes, you were like, I like this too. You Like season three, you really turned a corner on Steve. I did. Mm-hmm. He's uh, He's so good. <laughs> what a guy. Truly, like, and I don't use this word lightly, dreamy. Like, Paul Wesley's dreamy. Dang. Whew. What a cute boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Rebecca is charmed as fuck by all of this. And she says, it's just been settled. I'm going to show you life as you've only dreamt it. We'll start in Italy there's a lovely little church, and she like glares at Alexander outside San Vittore and Briano. And Alexander's like, romantic spot, popular for weddings. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you, dude. The Grusalug would never. Yes, he would never. And Rebecca says, I'll show you the northern lights in springtime, like uh, the Simitai Gorge from atop the Great Wall of China, every inch of the Louvre. And Matt's like, okay, it's a date. <laughs> I was singing I Can Show You the World throughout this whole scene. It's, it is, as LaToya pointed out, much hotter when Rebecca does it than when Klaus does it. Yep. For many reasons. But I think part of it is that, like, Rebecca, you know, she goes to high school. She's hanging out. She's, like, at least pretending to be, like, they're contemporaries, which is not the case with Klaus. He's just the creepy older man who won't leave this teenager alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and it also is just like it doesn't feel like Rebecca Rebecca likes Matt as he is. Mm-hmm. Like she does not want him to change. She loves him for the fact that he is a better person than she is. And he like she wants to foster that and she only wants to learn from that. Like she's not interested in bringing out his darkness or whatever. <laughs> Can you imagine? He's not, yeah, she's not trying to, like, change him and make him see the world and evolve. It's just like, well, we can just see the world together and you're really sweet and I want to kiss your face, which, understandable. I mean, who wouldn't? I, I'm trying to imagine Rebecca being like, I see the darkness in you, Matt, and I want to, like, <laughs> bring it out. Like, Matt would be like, LOL, okay. <laughs> I have a shift. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get back to work. <laughs> Bye, <laughs> fucking weirdo. <laughs> oh my god so um alexander tries to like throw a dagger at matt and rebecca catches it and like catches matt when he starts to teeter on top of the landmine mm-hmm. and it's sweet and she says i've got you and matt like kind of just like laughs nervously and looks at her and it's nice well now i feel like every klaus caroline scene just imagine that as rebecca and matt and just see how much of a mess it is when that's the case oh weird it's uh no thank oh god if rebecca treated matt the way klaus treats caroline would be weird (laughs) how romantic drawing matt a little horsey (laughs) i love you so much i am gonna potentially kill you (laughs) chomp chomp 
<laughs> now I have to save you, but you can't say that, you know, I did this to you in the first place. No, we can't acknowledge that. Letting Matt just die on the hardwood floor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like this show would let Matt die slowly on a hardwood floor. So, <laughs> Hey, season four ended and he's alive, baby. So he is alive and seems like he maybe he's going to do a little traveling. <laughs> At least he'll have a good summer. Wish I could get like a Matt Donovan's European vacation short film. <laughs> Would love that. Um, but so Bonnie like go is going to graduation. She has her cap and gown on. She's in the high school. And she's joined by Catherine, who is very angry uh, because she's here to collect the immortality she was promised. And Bonnie's like, LOL, no. <laughs> like... <laughs> Katsia like did not show up. I if I cannot communicate with her, I cannot figure out how to do her spell. Like you are out of luck. <laughs> and Catherine's like, I can't disagree with you. I've been feeling out of luck lately. But you know who has been getting all of my luck? My oh, beloved boy. doppelganger, Elena. My shadow self is living a better <laughs> life than I am. And I was like, interesting to introduce that term. <laughs> So if I don't get that immortality, I may just have to get rid of her altogether. I mean, Catherine said it. She said she was going to do it. And she's like, she went on. Uh, Catherine's very upset with Elena. Uh, yeah, she really did. Uh, they get interrupted and Catherine disappears. But Bonnie is not amused. <laughs> Catherine, you killed Jeremy. Like, dude, you've, she's like pissed about like uh, the whole Elijah thing. Mm-hmm. And, but like, you started it. <laughs> It's like, your relationship with Elijah was ruined because of stuff you did. Like, all Elena did was say, like, she killed my brother. And Elijah was like, oh, okay, so this is done? Yeah, because, Kevin, you killed her brother. <laughs> she didn't lie and say you did that. She told the truth and said you did that. And how can you be mad at someone for telling the dang truth? I mean, we know Catherine's allergic to the truth. That is true. <laughs> Catherine, all, uh, all of this aside, I still love you. Uh, <laughs> Can't wait to see what you do in season five with the cure. Oh my god. I'm so excited for season five, Catherine. I am really excited for the the reaction and how, how this goes down. It's it's some uh, iconic stuff, Jill, I will say. Are you uh, excited to see? Are you anticipating anything? I'm just expecting that she's going to turn herself into a vampire again. <laughs> Do you feel like Catherine would uh, like being a human? No. (laughs) (laughs) But also, Jill, I would just say her turning herself into a vampire again. Don't you think that'd be a waste of a season's entire plot? Something that has changed the fabric of the entire series? I mean, that's kind of what this season did. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Touche. She us. (laughs) She got me. So we um, go to a Damon and Elena scene. Um, They are in Damon's bedroom. He is not looking too hot because of that whole gunshot thing. But we do not know the full scope of everything that's going on there. Elena's like, hey, I think you and I have some things to talk about. And Damon's like, we totally do. But first, here's the cure. (laughs) (laughs) But first, let's not talk about that because that's what I've been doing this entire season. First, let me change the subject completely. 
Um, I do like him in this scene, though. Like, he does feel like the Damon I know and love. Because uh, Elena yeah. says, Damon, I can't take that. And he says, sure you can. Looks like it might be cherry flavored. <laughs> <laughs> Jolly Rancher. Love that shit. Elena says, I'm not saying I don't want it. Obviously, I want it. Which we <laughs> were like, kind of not found. And she says, but that's the only one. There's only one cure and the hunters have made it clear they're willing to kill everyone in Mystic Falls until they get it. Which I will say is like fair. Like the Elena I know does not want to like, you know, David yeah, would not want to negotiate with terrorists. But Elena, she's like, if I can save lives, we negotiate with terrorists. Which, uh, you know, that's her MO. And Damon's like, look, take it. I want you to take it. And she says that she can't. And David says, well, I guess that answers the Sirebond question. So this is the moment where we establish, like, she is no longer Sirebonded to him. Uh, Jill, did you feel relieved? No, which was strange. <laughs> I mean, because I guess because, okay, so obviously Sirebond is not working when she has no humanity. But like, I, I guess I don't, I didn't ever imagine that it would like turn back on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. with her humanity on you know yeah so it's fine it's like i mean these people and their mythology they don't know things we know they're idiots they don't <laughs> know that werewolves exist they don't know that there are original vampires they don't know a lot of anything what i was hoping which i guess doesn't really make sense with how elena was acting this entire season mm-hmm. but i wanted her realization to be like relief and for him to see that relief and be concerned. Mm-hmm. And this didn't, there like wasn't a reaction from her, really. It was just him being like, well, that uh, solves that issue. It's, yeah. I think it's partially because, again, like I've said, it, it, during my, my insane evidence board presentation, Julie doesn't think that the Sire Bond story was a bad thing that requires people to fully unpack how bad it was. Yeah. Yeah, I I will say um I I don't know if if you guys were watching Game of Thrones at the point that the like Jamie Cersei like throne room rape scene happened. I tapped out by then because I was tired of all the other rape. So so fair. So that was a similarly bizarre situation mm-hmm. in which for anyone who didn't know I do uh, remember the discussion about it though yeah yeah two characters had like sex um it is a sex scene that was in the books in the books it was like explicitly consensual and in the show instead our female character uh, said no 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 and cried as it happened um which would signal to most people that this is not a consensual act um so instead what was very interesting was interesting and bad was that the whole creative team said no that was not a rape scene that was consensual and good and that was like we were trying to be edgy like, and I was like, well, what's more edgy than having your two twin siblings have the most loving consensual sex scene on the show next to their son's corpse? Um, that sounded edgy to me, uh, which is what it is in the books. But instead, they did this. And what's very weird about it is because they did not believe they had filmed a like scene that read as sexual assault. The characters obviously do not act 
in the in the future of that season like a sexual assault occurred. And that's what's very weird because it's similar with the sire bond where I feel like we all feel like that was a immense abuse of power, a really like at its best, at our most generous, it's a very icky situation. Yeah. Like our reactions to the sex scene when it's revealed that that's what's happening and how not okay that is. Yeah. And and to the the fact that the show, like what they are treating as the canon was, wasn't that kind of a complicated couple of weeks. And it to us obviously did not feel like a complicated couple of weeks, but very unfortunately is you're never going to get a reckoning for that. Jill, like I want you to know, like there will never be like a full like, well that like that's as much resolution as you're gonna get with the sire bond, at least to my recollection. Latoya, am I correct there? Yeah, and like we we talk about how the show eventually course corrects on the entire Damon Elena like relationship, but that's a different thing from the sire bond stuff in general. Yeah, it is. It is unrelated. So I I have to say like. This is one of those instances where I had to, like, in my head be like, okay, this is what they said happened in canon. And even though it is not what it looked like or felt like to me, like, right now, Damon and Elena are, you know, by the end of this episode, they decide things are okay with them. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I guess I have to believe the slate has been wiped clean and things are okay if I'm going to continue to watch the show or else I will constantly be like mad about something the show doesn't even believe happened. That's you know? why I was like literally at problem. Like Damon shares his drink with Caroline. Fine. That is our acceptance of their friendship or whatever. Let's just fucking move on because I know the show is not going to fix it in the way we want. But I will also say the problem with the Damon Elena stuff and the Messiah bond is just the fact that, because uh, it wasn't even just the one thing as it is in the case of Game of Thrones, I guess. It's just mm-hmm. that, remember, they constantly told us it doesn't work that way, even though everything they showed us was that it worked exactly that way in a way that makes it so terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. just, it's, like, so, like, non-consensual. They show again and again and again, it does work that way. It's very literal, and that's what pisses like pisses off so many times throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, and it it and it really sucks. Yeah, I'm just glad it's gone. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just wanted to kind of us for us to have our like button, our like cyberbonds over. Uh, this is how they ended that plot line. How do we feel about it? Kind of retrospective conversation, which I know is again not our funnest topic of discussion, but I do feel like we owe on. Um, tying that up with uh, as much of a bow as we can give it yeah i mean i definitely it, it doesn't feel great mm-hmm. um much like the caroline damon thing it's like okay like we'll move past it i guess if the characters are okay um yeah but yeah see what see what happens next <laughs> i am interested to see how having having been very much a demo girl in the past jill you move on with the character and if you feel like you can kind of uh, love him again. Um. It is weird to me, though, how much I don't remember a lot of Damon stuff in season five in general. Because mm-hmm. I remember a lot of other stuff, obviously. A lot of Silas stuff, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, Stefan stuff. Caroline stuff. Yeah. 
himbo stuff. <laughs> but specifically, not Damon, bes- besides, obviously, how it relates to right. um, the character, mm-hmm. who is not even Elena. Who? <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to Oh, my God. Jill, Jill, there's... I, I, I am hoping... I, I wonder how Jill will feel, feel about him, actually. The the himbo that is that is approaching. I don't know if you can hear him on his uh, trusty steed gunning right towards us, but um, I adore him, and I am wondering how you are going to feel about him and his relationships with various characters on the show. And as we have progressed, because I know how much Morgan loves him and a specific character together, mm-hmm. and I, as we moved forward in the show, I'm just like, I guess I actually do support this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like my major issue with him was always um, what, what I consider missed opportunities from the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a relationship with a character where I, I hate it, because mm-hmm. I hate this character so much. <laughs> but we'll get there when we get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, just how... We, it's amazing. You know how we say that Damon is dumb and can't plan for shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This character is like, maybe Damon's actually smart is how we get there. Oh, man. Yeah. When we call him a himbo, he is truly a himbo. It, it's like a dumber Damon. Like, it, it's great. It's like, wow. what if, like, what if Damon, but like, nothing making him True, consider truly had empty. Truly had, had empty. <laughs> Head blissfully empty. Um, he is really handsome too. I like. I ignore. He, like, he's very handsome. Yeah, he's a cutie, and I. I, w- I will just say, like, I will probably have issues with stories the character is in as we go forward. Like, he's not necessarily in my like pantheon of dudes on the show. It's but because his plans are so terrible, and you're watching, you're like, what? What? Like, <laughs> Why would you do this? Sweetie, no. Um, but it, it I, I think I think he is uh underappreciated and has his charms. You know what? He is probably good at sex, so there you go. Dang. He's definitely good at sex. That, he, that, I can support it now. Yeah, like he eats pussy. Like th- this <laughs> is the truth. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been like watching the Sopranos where so many of the guys are like, I don't eat pussy, and I'm like, I hate you. Why would I support any of you <laughs> when you're like this? Uh, is the yeah. himbo Silas? <laughs> no, no. Oh I my mean, god. Silas is, Silas is technically the original himbo. <laughs> you've, heard, you've heard the stories. Uh, He's the original fuckboy, for sure. Yeah, the original fuckboy. Yeah. Oh my god, what a king. I love it. Also, I feel like we should tell you the Ketsia thing is not another Shadow Self thing. It is like an, an original casting thing. There's a, there's a new actor for Ketsia. Okay, cool. It's, you know, we're not just doing the doing that again. Yeah, these are two different bits that sound the same, but are actually different. Uh, Jill, how much do you hate us? I mean, as soon as I saw Silas, I was crying laughing. <laughs> I was like, See, oh, I feel like that was a satisfying me. bit. <laughs> I, I'm excited for when these episodes drop and, and the listeners hear the bit. <laughs> I'm excited to like re-listen to this journey. This <laughs> I think it'll be really rewarding for you. You asked at like one point if, he, if he's like Stefan hot or something and I was crying. <laughs> I was screaming. I was like, Jill, she's close. <laughs> I'm really surprised you didn't figure it out. It, uh, uh, 
please know it brought me so much joy. (laughs) (laughs) And now we have Ketsuya. (laughs) Uh, The queen. (laughs) She really is fucking hot. (laughs) (laughs) She truly is. Um, Speaking of people that are hot, Jeremy walks into the scene. (laughs) Every time you fucking do that, you piece of shit. It's not funny. Pops out of nowhere. I think it's pretty larger than he was before yeah he got bigger on the other side because the other side has a gym uh, <laughs> as we know the other side has a gym and has hairstylists it has whatever you want for you know the happiness of being alive yeah it has whatever you need and damon says how is it even when you're dead you're the bane of my existence and i'm like dude you are on such thin ice with jeremy yeah. like yeah because jeremy is giving his sister a choice and you know damon hates giving elena choices it's just i'm just like shut up damon quit while you are somewhat ahead <laughs> you know what if jeremy decided he, he just needed like five minutes to beat the shit out of damon i would have allowed it <laughs> oh my god so uh downstairs we have lexi and stefan and lexi's like looking at the uh corpse of galen vaughn she's like hmm. she's speculating about how that works and Stefan's like, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Don't they give you a rule book over there on the other side? And Lexi's like, fuck off. You're missing your chance to weigh in on the great Elena Gilbert cure debate. Yeah, Lexi's listening in. And I actually really like the recurring bit in this episode of everyone listening in with their vampire hearing. But Stefan's like, no, let's not do that. And then he finally does and he's very sad boy. Yeah, he listens to the wrong thing. <laughs> he's like, maybe this is going to be a fight. <laughs> Poor kid. So Stefan says, what am I supposed to do? It's her choice. Like, like tell her it's tell it's tell her it's her choice because that worked out so well. It's funny. Those two are arguing about how to protect the world. They have yet to address their biggest issue. <laughs> it's like uh Stefan's also a TV critic watching the season, being like, they're avoiding the thing we wanted to talk about. <laughs> um, but also, it's a shame I'm done <laughs> shipping Stefan and Elena, because I'm just like, let Stefan kiss Caroline. <laughs> because it's like Again, Stefan is like, Elena should make a choice. That's the thing. Damon still is like, fuck you making choices, which has always been my issue with the Damon-Elena thing. He just, let let your girlfriend make a choice. I mean, I guess his last girlfriend, Annie Starr, she made choices and she had a job and we saw how well that ended. Yeah, she died. (laughs) (laughs) That's what feminism killed Annie Starr. Feminism kills. She just had to have a job and go out in the world instead of staying home. She had and that man job. Dinner. No, staying home and going to teenage parties with her man. Good God. Uh, so Stefan's like, look, the Cyberbond's gone. Elena's emotions are back. She knows exactly how she feels now. Like, they have to talk about it. And Lexi's like, well, what if whatever she feels is for you? And Stefan just breaks my heart and says he'd go back to her in a heartbeat because she's the love of his life. Is she? I, I mean, she is, but Lexi makes a great point later. Yeah. How you're a vampire. You can have multiple loves of your life because a human's lifetime yeah. is a fraction of a vampire. So, like, unless you turn them, you know, you can have multiple loves of your life. It's okay. You're not betraying your previous love. Yeah. Lexi's so good. 
She's What's so wise. The only smart character to ever be on the show, not counting Marcel, because he's on a different show, technically. <laughs> so naturally, we killed her so that the dummies could be left alone to scramble <laughs> around like idiots. A friend of mine is watching Vampire Diaries and also listening to the podcast, but she's already like ahead. And she like was finishing the season actually today. And she just like watched the original backdoor pilot. She wasn't too excited. And then she met Marcel. She's like, I think I love him. Yes. Because <laughs> he is the best character. Yes. God, he's you so can't fucking beat cool. That intro. Ah. He's so fucking cool. It like breaks my brain. <laughs> It's like, how we, we were allowed to have this, and finally we do? It's like, you could have been doing this the whole time. <laughs> the bastards. Ugh, monsters. Um, so Lexi, like, laughs at Stefan because he, you know, like, plays it off by making a joke about moving to Australia and living in a yurt. And they <laughs> He cheat. says yurt. It's great. It is great. Galen Vaughn uh, comes back to life. Boo. And then uh, Damon and Elena are still fighting upstairs while Jeremy watches them. And Damon's like, we don't need a cure for Silas. He's a fucking statue. I found a way to get back at Jill for this Galen Vaughn bullshit. <sighs> I'm going to stand. And you don't even, like, this character will, like, name won't matter to you. I'm, next season, I'm going to stand Aaron. That's what's going to happen. You are not. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan got upset. Not on my watch, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to get really into Aaron. I am I am gonna love your attempts at acting like you like Aaron. They're gonna be very funny. You're gonna be like Aaron loves so many things about him, such as I, I really think his face is good. Manner. Do you not like me feeling joy? No, I hate it. Bring back bitch Jill. <laughs> Why haven't you called Galen Vaughn a dumb bitch yet? Because he's perfect. <laughs> you would never. You couldn't even get through that with a straight face. I know, face. he's not perfect, but I love him. <laughs> Me too with Aaron my favorite season five character. Who am I gonna like that you guys hate? Matt. <laughs> no, we love Matt. 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 We're Matt. We're team Matt. <laughs> I'll uh, find I'll find an unpopular opinion. Okay. Here we go, here we go, here we go. So we go, so with Damon and Elena, Elena's like, hey, you're looking a little weird. And it turns out that the bullet that Galen Vaughn uh, shot into Damon's shoulder was laced with werewolf venom. Yikes! It's crazy that Connor's the only inventive hunter that ever existed, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, like everyone else is like, wow, I can't believe he thought to do all this. To be fair to Alexander, he's like, the future is great whereas galen like what's your excuse for never having done this i really was hoping that like being a hunter let like made you cool and smart at least about vampire hunting stuff but no it was just connor who was special and smart and we don't know anything about why that was and i wish we did because the rest of them are just pure meatheads and that's boring honestly could have been cool to know (laughs) so elena's like fuck that means we need to get a hold of Klaus. And Damon says, Klaus would rather see me die. And plus, he's like a thousand miles away sipping hurricanes on Bourbon Street. The and- trumpet. <laughs> blah, blah. And then Jeremy brings up that there is another option. If he took the cure, then he'd be human and werewolf venom wouldn't hurt him. Huh. <laughs> yeah, and Damon's like, huh? What's that? Vaughn's awake? 
and runs away. Coward. L-O-L. Um, so uh, Damon immediately goes downstairs, gives the cure to Vaughn, and is like, cool, we're gonna go give this to Silas, because I'm sure as hell not taking it. Bye! Little bitch. Hilarious. So he fully runs away from his teenage girlfriend. <laughs> All of this season is just about how Damon's afraid of his teenage girlfriend. Yeah, um, absolutely hilarious. So we go to the quarry with Damon and Galen Vaughn. And Damon's like, yeah, I dumped Silas here. Like, it, you know, deep water, closed off to hikers, no food. Like, we're all good. And Vaughn says, okay, but where? And he's like, under the water? Guess I should have had you bring scuba gear, huh? Which I guess, actually, he's a ghost. He doesn't need it. Like, but then again, I guess he could, he could drown. He'd come back to life, but he could drown. <laughs> Uh, ghost rules series of events so then back to our parking lot rebecca and matt are like kind of like looking cute and alexander decides to be a little bitch about it and he leaves um and goes back inside the trailer and matt makes a joke and is like he seems nice and rebecca's like don't make me laugh if i if like i'll laugh and i'll drop you Wow, Rebecca is really fucking sprung. She's like, Matt's hilarious. He, he like laughed at all of his jokes. Even the ones that were barely jokes. And, and you know what? Matt does make good jokes, actually. Matt is stealth, like the funniest character on this show. He's so dry. I'm I'm editing the episode with Caroline's birthday when they throw her the funeral. And when mm-hmm. Elena and Bonnie get into it, like in the crypt, he does quip and he's like, you guys are interrupting a perfectly good funeral. <laughs> And I was like, oh my god, my prince. It's it's hard to, to to think about it because he's you know, he has the saddest life imaginable, but he is always cracking jokes, actually. And he's funny in a way that Damon thinks he's funny. Look, uh comedians are often very sad, so what if post high school Matt's like, I'm gonna get into stand-up comedy? Oh my god, no. I nothing would be funnier to me than Matt like becoming like a stand-up and sketch comedy loser but I um I'm happy oh, that that doesn't you don't happen think he'll achieve his stand-up and sketch comedy goals you don't think he's gonna make it all the way to the top you don't think Lauren Michaels is gonna love this beautiful man from Mystic Falls Virginia he's I, like this is how I get middle America baby I think I'm not saying he couldn't because I do you know I believe in my boy but I am just saying any college-aged guy who's really into stand-up and sketch comedy like the odds are more often than not that person's insufferable but <laughs> but also let Matt Donovan be the Brooks Whelan of his SNL season <laughs> like all I can think of is like the broad city like Alana going to see the guy's improv show and his like improv troupe being named statutory crepe like that is like that's so many people that I've known in my life. <laughs> I mean, yep. who among us hasn't had a thing with a very hot guy who decided all of a sudden he was going to do improv? I mean, who among us hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Anyways, uh, now that we've offended all of our improvisers. <laughs> my friend wants me to take improv with her and I'm like, me doing improv, me. The person who can't talk like a normal person. <laughs> uh, I would suffer. It's fun to do with a friend. I, I did UCB 101 with some of my friends in college. So I, like, I'm insufferable. Like, there's people like me there. 
Um, who would want that? Uh, but I will say it was really fun. Like you, you are in a class when you take UCB 101, there are, you're not going to be the worst in like, I guarantee you, you're not going to be I the worst. I would probably be the worst. Not I in like, your class. Jill, you wouldn't be the worst because all the bros who think they're funny who aren't. Yeah. That. See, I never took a UCB class, but I people people think I've taken UCB classes. I have apparently UCB energy. <laughs> people are surprised when I tell them, no, I never like did UCB or anything like that. People are shocked. That's the terrible energy I have. We have a, you have big comedy bang bang energy, so just accept that. It's um, because I say baby. That's why they think I, I went to UCB. And then, then that maybe that's where I learned to say it. No, I learned to say it lots from Comedy Bang Bang. But yeah. um, so Matt, sweetie that he is, is like, hey, don't worry. I'm wearing the Gilbert ring and I can't be killed by anything supernatural. So maybe if you're the one who detonates the bomb, I'll be fine. And she's like, you will blow into a million pieces. There's and no- I'm like, I want to see that. I want to see what happens when your blood is drained and you have the ring on. I want to see when you go kaboom and you have the ring on. I want to see it in real time. You being assembled or your blood like feeling, filling back up in your body. Let me see it. This is all I've wanted to see these four fucking seasons. Give it to me. She is like, but the ring will like also be destroyed. Like, no, this is not going to work. Boo. I'm so sorry. So Matt's like, I don't know, kind of only one way to find out. And she says, fine. The first rule of truly living, do the thing you're most afraid of. And she gives him a big old smooch. It's so good. It is a really good kiss. It's so cute. And when they break apart and Matt looks down, he realizes that like Rebecca like shifted them. And now she is on the mine in his place. And she says, I can't be killed. And you can't miss graduation. Run. I don't think that's how that works, but that was so cute. Well, no, then he's like, but Claire, are you going to sign your contract for next season? And she's just like, shh, go. I don't know yet. And then Alexander comes back out and is like, what the fuck is going on? And she says, I finally picked one of the good ones. And then it all blows up. And it's so nice. Uh, Oh, my God. And that was good. It was so good. And Rebecca's fine. And I love her. And I'm so happy that a boy is nice to her for once. Yeah, she needs it. But still, will she sign that contract? We gotta know. (laughs) Only time will tell. (laughs) Yeah, smooch. I have smooch all caps in my notes. I have a kissy in all caps. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Morgan, in in the chat, you wrote, what a way to win the breakup. (laughs) Truly, like, Rebecca just, like, in front of her ex, like, had the most romantic moment in the world and then blew him to smithereens. That's how you win a breakup. Love to see it. Yes. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, um, Stefan and Elena are kind of discussing what to do with the cure. Like, Elena's freaked out. She's like, if Silas gets the cure, and Stefan's like, they are not giving it to Silas, like, we still have Silas, like, we haven't buried his body yet. So, like, wherever Damon's taking him, it's not, like, real. And that's all you need to know right now. And she's like, okay, but, like, what about Damon and, like, the werewolf venom? He's still dying. And Stefan says, we still have time. I'll go to New Orleans and beg, like, Klaus myself if I have to. I wish we could have seen that, actually. 
Would have loved it. Jeremy says, it's settled then. You're going to your graduation. And he hands her her cap and gown. And it's so cute. And Elena's like, but I never even applied to college. And Jeremy says, I don't care. Mom and dad would kill you if there wasn't a photo of you. And it's just like really nice. And Jeremy can't go because, you know, if people saw him, they'd be like, is Jeremy Gilbert back from the dead? And now they will have to deal with that. Because remember, Elena made clear to April Young, her brother is dead. Yeah, Jeremy Gilbert is back from the dead. And you hear Elena Gilbert's brothers back from the dead? What the fuck? No, everyone's dying around here. And the one person who gets to come back is Jeremy Gilbert. The Gilbert charm. Sounds like the cartel the cartel kidnapped him to me until she paid up. That's uh-huh. what that sounds like. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. So, um, yeah, Elaine is like, fine, let's go graduate. And it's really cute. I love it. Oh, my God. My next bullet point, the way I describe this scene uh, in shorthand, just says grads with a Z. (laughs) Mine is High School Musical 3. It has such High School Musical 3 colon senior year energy. All of them in the red caps and gowns outside. I was like. You and I think is it Caroline that says something like we're he- we're all in this together, or like we're here together. And I was like, I'm just like the generational gap <laughs> grows wider and wider. <laughs> oh, what a gift! So, Carol, we open on Caroline leaving Klaus a voicemail. How the tables have turned! Yeah, and uh, surprisingly, Klaus is not uh, responding to her voicemails. Yeah, she says, Klaus, now is not the time to decide that you are over me. I'm going to call you every 10 minutes until you get your ass here to save Damon's life. It's kind of funny that they don't know he has a baby on the way with Haley. It's so funny. It's like, he's just in New Orleans now. They don't know why. Do they find out? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we get to see the reactions. Oh, we'll be seeing a reaction. I chill most unhinged moment ever chill things will happen don't know <laughs> um anyways uh so she hangs up like she sees bonnie there this is the scene that i wanted to say like cat is so fucking good like caroline's like where is everyone and matt shows up he's like i'm here and caroline's like where have you been he says oh you know making plans for the summer dodging death by vampire hunter um amazing Bonnie is like, but where's Elena? We can't do this without her. Um, I am dying, Bonnie. I, I have so many uh, bullet points in the scene that are just like, Bonnie, in all caps, because uh, I am not well. Um, Elena arrives with Stefan, and Caroline's like, I can't believe it. We're all actually here. We are all here together. Are you happy, Jill? Yep. <laughs> They're all in this together. And then Bonnie starts, like, crying. And she says, like, this is our last hurrah before you guys go off to college. Ow. (laughs) And Caroline's like, no, before we go off to college. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Caroline's like, come on. Like, Elena, you can just compel your way into college. We can all go wherever we want to go. We can choose our own roommates. We can get a triple room together. And Bonnie is just, like, barely holding it together. And she just says, rather than commit to any of that, says, I'm happy we're all here. 
And Caroline forces them to do a group hug, even though Stefan says he doesn't hug. She yells at him to get over himself. And they all hug. And I'm dying. How are you guys during this scene? Not well. Bonnie's dead. Yeah, that's fucked up. We're not happy. I agree. So we, of course, have to cut immediately to Mayor Dad giving a commencement speech. And he's like, you know, we, they, they go through the ceremony really quick. You know, he starts reading the names and he says, um, not to play favorites, but I am especially proud of this next graduate, my lovely daughter, Bonnie Bennett. And then I cry. <laughs> I genuinely did just start crying over Mayor Dad being happy for his dead daughter. He like hugs his dead daughter and tells her he's proud of her and does not know she's dead. And she thanks him for everything, which should have been his first clue. She's dead. (laughs) She hates you, Mayor Dad. She's not a fan of you. But you know what? I'm a fan of Mayor Dad, even though he's a terrible character because they didn't write for him. But Rick Worthy, he rules. And he's doing his best, kind of like Todd Williams is for the character Connor, who also is poorly written. But you know what? He's trying his best. The Black people are trying their best. And that's all they can do on this damn show. I agree. So, um... Unfortunately, things are only getting worse for Bonnie because she turns around and fucking Cole is there to talk to her. Uh, Cole has arrived. Gird your loins, all you Cole Bonnie shippers. This is finally your episode, I'm sure, that you guys use for all your fan bits. I guess. Like, Cole's like, hey, look, a bunch of us ghosts are here and we're all pissed. And Bonnie's like, I mean, don't you have anything better to do than to bother a bunch of like high school kids graduating? He doesn't. He like he never had anything better to do. That was his whole deal. Yeah, he fully is like, no. Um, I actually want you to drop the veil completely, and now all of us can live and uh, do it. So Bonnie's like, okay, fine, and leads him into the boiler room and magically traps him there after showing him her corpse and is like, I'm dead, uh, and I also want to like live and be fine, but. Kind of doesn't seem like an option. (laughs) And she's like, this will hold you here until the veil's back up. And then the town will be rid of you for good. So bye. You know what? I'm going to give Cole body shippers this moment in the scene in the boiler room where she's talking about how she wants the same thing as him. And then he like he is like very happy and like he he wants like like, yes, let's do it. And then she pulls like the rug out from under him. But like in that moment where he's like, yes, like I could I could kind of see it. You kind of see it? You gotta see it. Like, like you, you see how small it is. <laughs> I don't. He does well in that moment, being mm-hmm. happy with her. And again, like like I've said before, cool likes witches, so you know that's good. <laughs> um. So we we return to the quarry. Uh, Damon makes fun of Galen Vaughn's accent, and. Vaughn is like, what the fuck is happening to your body, man? And Damon's like, oh, uh, you? Like, you shot me full of werewolf venom, you fucking asshole. And Vaughn's like, oh my god, that's so hilarious of me. And then Vaughn shoots him repeatedly and is like, look, like, fuck you. If I sh- and now if I shoot you one more time, you will surely die. So where did you put Silas? And Damon refuses to respond. It seems like our hero is well and truly fucked. Gonna die any second. 
But then someone zoops in, snaps Vaughn's neck, and tosses him into the quarry. It's Alaric Saltzman, ghost slash original vampire. Death number three. So Alaric is like, cool. And Damon's like, one slight problem. That problem being that he's still dying. And Rick's like, oh, you mean this? And he has the cure that um, Damon had handed over to Galen. And he's like, oh, I've got it. And yay. So we are to believe that Damon can be saved with the cure. So not all hope is lost. So we go back, like we're at Mystic Falls, but we're having, we're like cutting between Rick and Stefan over this phone call um, while like they're still at graduation and uh, Rick and Damon are at the quarry. He's like, look, I would love nothing more than to get out of here before Vaughn comes back to life. But Damon was refusing to take the cure. He wants it for Elena. And Stefan's like, fuck, okay. Like, just hang on, okay? Like, Caroline's calling Klaus again. <laughs> and Alaric says, Stefan, we are past the point of Hail Mary phone calls. And he says, what do you want me to do? Sit here and watch him die or force feed him the cure? Ugh. But poor Rick. A ghost brought back only to watch his best friend die. It's just an endless cycle of them watching each other die, dying in each other's arms. And that's what they're doing now. Uh, true bros. Um, it uh, makes me so sad. And then um, Asia the Witch from our big witch expression triangle creating sacrifice shows up. And she's like, remember us, Caroline? She's about to do some magic. But then suddenly, <laughs> her head is friggin' knocked off her head because a graduation cap is tossed at her so hard. By whom? Klaus. <laughs> I was so happy to see him. <laughs> Doing a little Klaus thing, which is, you know, chopping someone's head off their head. Uh, elegant beheadings are Klaus's specialty. I also love Asia being like, remember us? Because I'm like, you could have replaced all the actors who played the witches in that episode besides her, and I would not have noticed. Mm-hmm. I'm and like, I don't know if these are the same actors. They very well could have. I'm going to be yeah. honest, I didn't recognize a single person. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to, buddy. That's the <laughs> Classic Jill. <laughs> so uh, then at the Salvatore house, we have a Damon and Elena scene where they're kind of like, hey, hey, feeling better? Yeah. <laughs> like, And it's like, wow. <laughs> so Elena's like, good. Glad you're feeling better. And then she slaps him. God, I wish we could have had that 23 episodes ago. God. It, and apparently it is so loud that downstairs, Lexi, Alaric, and Stefan can hear it. And Lexi's like, ouch and rick's like yeah i taught her that <laughs> so freaking cute and this is where stefan's like it's not polite to eavesdrop and lexi says i'm short on time here don't rob me of what little joy i have Aww. Uh, i love a nosy bitch <laughs> like you're so nosy when we start shipping lexi and rick <laughs> this is where i started shipping lexi and rick and i was like imagine if Lexi had survived and was like hanging out in Mystic Falls and Alaric was dating Stefan's best friend. God, Stefan and Damon would both be miserable. Stefan and Damon's best friends are dating and it's like, I would uh, die. It's, uh, I need it. I, I need, Stefan and Damon would both be so upset and like try to break them up and it would fail. 
they like both of them would be like your friend's not good enough for my friend well actually i happen to think my friend's uh too good for your friend <laughs> that would be so much fun the dumbest fanfic baby <laughs> Uh, like, as, like both of them, like, getting dragged into drama, and all the while, like, Lexi and Rick just being the chillest couple that would ever exist, being like, wow, all the drama in our relationship is exclusively created by these two idiots. <laughs> oh, God. And they, they would eventually argue, because it's like, well, it's, it's clearly all Damon's fault. And obviously, Rick would agree it's Damon's fault, but he has to defend his friends. He's like, actually, no, it's Stefan's fault. <laughs> and then they're fighting about that, even, even though it's, like, always Damon's fault. <laughs> Oh, he has to defend God. him, though. He has to. It's his friend. <laughs> oh, my God. I would just... I'd love it so much. Uh, so, uh, Lexi and Rick kind of talk about how the other side sucks. Rick says, I've lived better. <laughs> and Lexi's like, but there has to be something else out there, right? Like, that was Silas's whole agenda, to find peace with his one true love. Whatever peace is, it's out there. I guess once we've served our time for all the bad things we've done, then it's just about letting go and moving on. And I mean, we kind of like assumed that is what Anna and Pearl got at least. Yes. It feels like they got peace. And we've talked a little bit about the concept of peace on the show before. And it does seem like it's something to kind of aspire to, which is cool. Like if you're going to have like ghost characters on the show, like, have them be people who have consciously not moved on. Like, I like that a lot. And I love that Rick then replies, but like, how do we like busy ourselves with finding that piece when like all the knuckleheads we love are still down here screwing everything up? <laughs> yeah, Rick's clearly not ready to move on. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but I'm watching the best TV show ever. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, is anyone seeing this? Rick is like, I know season four of The Vampire Diaries is really frustrating, but it ends great. <laughs> I know because I'm in it. <laughs> um, and he's, I don't know. It's just so nice. And then we have a little Stefan and Elena scene. Elena thanks Stefan. He's like, for sticking by me when I was the worst, for believing I was still in there. Like, she's, you know, like, you never gave up on me. And he's like, oh, I, you know, I owed you one. The sounds. She gives him the cure and she says, like, it's yours. I want you to have it. Stefan, the only person worse at being a vampire than me is you. Human blood is your downfall. You got the raw end of the vampire deal. The rest of us will be fine. We'll survive. I mean, you taught us. You deserve whatever you want out of life. You deserve this. And she puts the cure. <laughs> Julia, you're about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> The you taught us line got me so hard. <laughs> I, I wrote my, my bullet points. E gives S the duck here under that bullet point. You taught us. You deserve this. She's back. Uh, this is where I noted the number of handoffs for the cure we've had. Yeah. <laughs> the cure is changing hands. <laughs> If the cure had like any personality, be like, can one of you just fucking take me already? <laughs> Drink me. <laughs> um, this scene is lovely. Yeah. yeah, this is a really good scene. Like, I think it also is such a beautiful. Like, I really appreciate what the show settles on with Stefan and Elena, with them like not being together but still being important to each other here mm -hmm. and the way that they treat their relationship and treat their like 
effects on each other as they move forward without, I think, never like diminishing what their romantic relationship meant. And I, I think it's a very kind thing to like Stefan and Elena shippers, like on a show where that is obviously a kind of like a divisive thing among fans, like whether you're like team Stefan or team Damon in terms of where you want Elena to go. But I, I think they're like really respectful to like people who shipped Stelena in this way, but also more importantly to these characters and making sure that what they shared together was like important and meaningful and not acting like it didn't happen just because now she's with Damon. It's nice. Mm-hmm. If only they could have uh, written other stuff better with regarding the breakup on basically the Elena side of things. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of, uh, couples that aren't dating, uh, we move on to a Klaus and Caroline scene and Caroline is like, how did you get here so fast? And he says, I was already on my way. And he shows off the graduation announcement she sent him. And he's like, it was very subtle. I assume you're expecting cash, (laughs) (laughs) which was incredibly cute. And she's like, yeah, that or a mini fridge. By the way, if I knew Klaus was obsessed with me, I'd send him a graduation announcement. I would want so much money. <laughs> Do you think he had to convince Haley not to come along? She's like, I'm friends with Caroline too. <laughs> no, like Haley does not want to tell people she let, one, let Klaus have sex with her. Two, it resulted <laughs> in a pregnancy. <laughs> But she actually should do that just to, like, blow up anything he has with Caroline whatsoever. Honestly. Come in here with, like, a very tight dress, like, the bump prominent. And just be like, (laughs) what's up? (laughs) Just to be, like, dramatic as fuck. Care, I just wanted to tell you. (laughs) Klaus knocked me up. Like, their relationship was not fraught enough. (laughs) He's like, well, I considered, you know, giving you a ticket to New Orleans, but I figured your answer would be no. So I opted for something I knew you would accept. Again, I'm sorry. He is so lucky she said no to New Orleans because, like, how is he going to explain everything with Haley? (laughs) Um, So he's like, Tyler can come back. And Caroline's like, excuse me? He says, he's your first love. I intend to be your last, however long it takes. And he gives her a little kiss on the cheek. And Klaus says, oh, like, well, let's get out of here before 12 angry hybrids decide to pick a fight. And it is very nice. He couldn't have just said that, like, ages ago and then left her alone for the rest of the series. Like, if he just said that and then, like, not done all the stuff he does, he would have been fine. Yeah. He just can't help himself, though. He's a simp. We doing Big simpin'. Check him out now. Big Stampin'. Don't be a lady, we doing. Big Stampin'. Klaus. He's a simp, he's impulsive. Um, he knocked up Haley, never forget. She is pregnant with his child. Uh, I'm sure the child will be pretty cool, but still. <laughs> I yeah, I bet that baby will be really cool. Uh, but I, I will say I I like the, like, first love, last love theory of it all. I think even as someone who doesn't... (laughs) Jill does not. As someone who isn't necessarily, like, into Claroline, I I like the idea of just leaving that door open and being, like, just acknowledging that their lives are long and being like, I've given up for now. 
it's it's Tyler for you and it's whoever it's going to be for you right now. But I'm hoping that like along the way down the line, you and I will eventually figure this out. And I, I guess I don't hate that. Before Jill can give her two cents, we just want to make her wait for it. <laughs> I mean, it could be cool, but now I'm thinking about it. It's a real Ted Mosby situation. Oh, hi, <laughs> I would let you live your life and get through all this, the bullshit you want to do, you know, like not having kids or anything. But then once my wife dies, I'm going to come and fuck you. God, I hate that bullshit. I'm like, I, I like, and you know, I'm in no way Klaus's biggest fan, but I'm like, don't compare Klaus to history's greatest monster, Ted Mosby. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, it's just not fair. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's like when everyone on the internet to win arguments would call people Hitler, you know, it's just <laughs> not right. Um, Jill, um, you can, you can speak now. You're allowed. Thank you. How you feeling? I I want to be on board for Claroline. I know you do. I want to be on board so bad. They have everything that I would ideally want. It's just not executed in a way that lands for me. So with this scene, it's a fantastic scene. That's a great line. I totally get what they're going for. But like, Caroline has just started warming up to Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> so like how can you say that she's gonna love you <laughs> and again the reason she hasn't warmed up to klaus is because of everything he's doing to her current boyfriend who she's very much in love with and all the things he's done to her exactly like, with chomps and like even <laughs> even then i was like okay i'm gonna go back i'm gonna think of all their good stuff like the mm -hmm. the episode where they're like drinking champagne and it's like making mm -hmm. tyler jealous so i don't even remember which episode that is and he's like that talking about shit our yeah. second Miss Mystic Falls. Yeah. You blanked it out because Silas Shane was a judge for Miss Mystic Falls. Silas <laughs> Shane. Why. I'm sorry, Atticus Shane. Jesus Christ. He wishes he was Silas Shane. I mean, yeah, we know this because he thinks Silas is the coolest and he's right. I, I guess what, what kind of works for me about the scene is that I feel like it acknowledges that they don't work right now. Like, I, I, I at least, and maybe that's my selective viewing of it, but I kind of like the idea. It's like, you're in this stage of your life like i am in a whole nother stage of my life but the cool thing about vampirism is that there's a whole bunch of this for both of us to live and maybe it'll eventually will sync up uh i want to agree with you morgan but i also <sighs> ah what can i say jesus i don't think the show agrees that the <laughs> really does agree with that they're not right for right now and it's, they're just the show just thinks well it really sucks that um yeah. Candace didn't go to the spinoff, basically. <laughs> that, I think that's what the show feels. I'm pretty sure Candace probably offered going to the originals, and she shut it down. Fair enough. <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of what I think happened. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, because what I was thinking is, like, I was going back to think of all those good moments with Klaus yeah. and Caroline to see, like, if I sat with that, would the scene land better for me? And it doesn't, just because, like, him almost killing her negates everything that happened before that, in my opinion. And how he was going to just let her die to, to win some petty thing. Yeah, basically. so I'm like, you you can't really bounce back from that this easily and be like, oh, well, I'm going to be the last love. Like, what? Fuck off, dude. <laughs> it's amazing to me where you draw the line, Jill. Because, <laughs> you, you, you know, you're, you're usually the one who 
as opposed to me where I'm like, well, this is an awful thing. How am I supposed to ship this? Whereas you're like, you give, you give a lot more leniency with uh, fantasy characters in general and their behavior. Yeah. Of course you are a spike girl. We've discussed this. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. And I would, I would, I would say, yeah. And I think I, I, I'm, inter- I'm interested in your takes on this because like the, this on paper is the ship that should work for you based on like your preferences and stuff. And and I feel similarly that this should be kind of like the thing that works for me. And it never fully has. Like I, I definitely like I like both actors and I and I I I'm I like I'm I mean, interested. Yeah, we should acknowledge real quick that we all we all like Joseph Morgan as an actor and oh, yeah. performance, right? Yeah, I yeah. feel like we might clown on him a little too much. Like, not like Jeremy Stephen or Queen levels, obviously, but like, I think Joseph Morgan is very talented, and like what he does with class, I think is very good. Yeah, and I, I would, and I would say that like I think Klaus's scenes with Caroline are like actively interesting for his character, but I, I don't always think that's like reciprocal. Yeah. I like because there's so much insistence from him that like there's this darkness in Caroline, and. I, I would not say that Caroline is all sunshine and rainbows and she's perfect and therefore there is no darkness in her or anything. But the I do not understand what is in the center of their Venn diagram. I don't understand a single thing they share in common. That's why not to harp on this, but like the body thing would have like body class makes more sense with the darkness because that's actually there inside of Bonnie. And that's literally what we're seeing this entire season. And then class could be like, well, maybe we shouldn't we shouldn't allow the darkness in you because this is what happens. <laughs> Where's Caroline that's not there? It's just it's there's no there there with this darkness he's talking about. I mean, I think I think it would work for me more. Was there a moment that we saw where Klaus like was like, "Oh, I I'm into this girl," or it was just like sudden, right? And he got her the it's bracelet. Sudden where he well, where he like saves her after he makes Tyler bite her, and Morgan and I are like freaking out, like, "Why is he like so into her already?" They've just this is their first meeting. It right. is so intimate from second one. I believe they're in the same scene before that but like they're in a bigger group scene and like never talk so that that's their first scene where they like share any significant amount of dialogue together and it's like him coming into her bedroom and like holding her so tenderly and being like i love birthdays so i'm so sad that you're hurt on yours and i'm like under your orders yeah morgan and i like freaked out about that and you're like i don't know i don't see anything and then you're like oh It's just so bizarre because the thing is there aren't a lot of moments of her doing something and him being like, I like that. I like this girl. Like it, it does feel so like off screen. So that's, I think that Caroline would work so much better for me if we had like the moment of Caroline, even though I did love this moment of Caroline killing the witches Mm -hmm. and then him seeing that and being like, oh, there's something interesting about this person. Mm-hmm. And even though I like how that scene played out, because class was a little bitch. Um, <laughs> I think that that would, if that was the beginning of him taking notice of her, it would have landed better. Yeah. I think a lot of our criticisms of them is that if they're going to do it, they should have done it later than when they do it. Mm-hmm. Like he's just smitten immediately for, for reasons we're not like we all, we're all smitten with Caroline, yeah. but like we have our reasons for it. We don't know why Klaus is. 
not me, unmoved by her, whatever. <laughs> um, but but no, I, I think also I think the thing is it feels really inorganic. Like, and I, not to say the word organic a lot because I know that can be annoying, but it, it feels so like inauthentic and again something that is told to us repeatedly rather than showed to us in terms of them having a connection like it feels like constantly Klaus is like you and I have a connection and Caroline's like not really yeah and (laughs) once in a while she'll kind of like stare at him a little hard and the show will be like see look at that connection and I'm like that's not what a connection is like that's not what (laughs) romance is that's not what love is like that's not what a spark is even it'd be one thing if klaus's uh connection with caroline was that he appreciates that she sees the good in him because she sees the good in everyone it'd be like the spike thing where like you you like you make me feel like a man basically Mm. it's that but like no it's this weird darkness that we we don't know what that is at all that is what he apparently is attracted to it's like no it should just be the fact that she like sees the good in people even this piece of shit and there are moments where like he kind of like likes that she talks shit about him and likes that she won't like kind of that she's not a doormat and things like that and i think those are the moments where i've enjoyed them the most where she's kind of like fuck you and he's like if you wanna like like that kind of dynamic like is i feel like the the best they feel when he's like yeah of course like be mean to me as long as you're hanging out with me like those moments i'm like okay like if that's what you like she is doing that he clearly studied under the tree of sage he's like just (laughs) neg me neg me please um and that like that is maybe my favorite mode for them but it really should have should have been class and bonnie i'm just gonna i'm gonna die on that hill yeah that's the thing I agree. She's like Claudia, you guys. Or Bouse. Bouse. Blouse. Blouse. Ooh. Blouse. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, blouse. Blouse. <laughs> and on that note, um, we we go back to this um Elena and Damon scene, and Damon's like, I want to apologize. And Elena's like, good. <laughs> It's finally here, you guys. Finally, the scene that Damon's been avoiding for a fucking season. This show's been avoiding for a fucking season. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm about to read some monologues. <laughs> do voices. Do voices. I'll try. Damon's like, let me finish. I said I wanted to. Then I realized I'm not sorry. And Elena says, you would rather die than be human. And you expect me to be okay with that? To which Damon replies, I didn't say you were supposed to be okay with it. I just said I'm not sorry. But you know what I really am? Selfish. Because I make bad choices that hurt you. Yes, I would rather have died than be human. I'd rather die right now than spend a handful of years with you, only to lose you when I'm too old and sick and miserable and you're still you. I'd rather die right now than spend my last final years remembering how good I had it and how happy I was because that's who I am, Elena, and I'm not going to change. And there's no apology in the world that encompasses all the reasons that I'm wrong for you. So that's what Damon says. Uh, By the way, I'm just loving that you like hit the the inflections that Mr. Ian hits. I I like that. It's a good touch. There's a cadence. Uh, (laughs) 
to the performance of Damon Salvatore. Don't know if anyone's noticed. <laughs> uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, watch the final season of Lost. <laughs> watch, yeah, watch him returning to play Boone and being unable to shake the Damon Salvatore cadence, which is a sight to see. Again, some of our, our, our fondest memories waiting in line for wrestling. We're just watching clips from the final season of Lost for Mystery Ian as Boone Carlisle once again. Yeah, if you ever um, were in Los Angeles in line at a wrestling show and saw me and LaToya doubled over laughing, looking at an iPhone, it was because we were watching <laughs> Boone scenes and uh, losing our shit. And pointing, I'm like, wait, that's almost Boone. Wait, no, he lost it again. <laughs> it is. Some of the scenes he's very good and very earnest and very Boone. And other scenes, it, it is just Damon. And it's very confusing to see Damon Salvatore talking to other Lost cast members. <laughs> Why is that happening? God, I wish Damon Salvatore would snap Matthew Fox's neck. That would rule. So, yeah. This is what we wanted from Damon, for him to finally kind of, like, say, I don't want the cure because I'm happy as I am. Like, that is, oddly enough, that is growth for him. Yeah, because also it's saying he doesn't want Elena to be human, too, because then he would only, again, he would still only have a select number of years with her because eventually she'll die. Which, yes, say this, please, just... Use your words, you fucking idiot. Pay <laughs> for that to be the way you feel. That's a, a valid way to feel. You are allowed to tell your partner, I feel differently about this than you. And this is what I want. And I'm struggling with it. Yeah. That that's it. That that's allowed. So Elena replies. Fine, then I'm not sorry either. I'm not sorry that I met you. I'm not sorry that knowing you has made me question everything. That in death, you're the one thing that made me feel most alive. You've been a terrible person. You've made all the wrong choices. And all the choices that I've made, um, uh, all the choices that I've made this will prove to be the worst one. But I am not sorry that I'm in love with you. (laughs) I love you, Damon. And then they make out. And guess what? I didn't want to throw up. Same. None of of us wanted to throw up, you guys. Don't worry. We we were happy about this. I was happy. I was. It was nice to see them kiss. They're hot, and I'm so tired. (laughs) Like I to watch these hot people kiss each other, and to not feel any joy about it, and to only feel sadness and and grossness has been I painful. And now they kissed and they were honest about their issues. And I was like, it wasn't like amazing, but I was like, this is nice. And they're hot. What was the song that was playing? Because the song was really good under it because it got my heart pumping. It, I, I was like, Jill, you, you good? Let's look it up. Uh, what, was, what was the song? The song did have you amped. It was like very like loud and driving. And yeah, was it? Um... Olivia Broadfield gone because the, the picture is of them like right before they kiss. So Olivia, come on the pod. Yeah. You killed it. Uh, this ruled. I was so stoked. Um, yeah. I, it, it, they kiss. Uh, how did you guys feel that they kiss? <laughs> I wasn't angry, which is good. I was just so happy. <laughs> Remember happiness? <laughs> I, I 
Should we have like a disclaimer before every episode that drops this season? <laughs> like that we're not that we didn't like this season? <laughs> Is that we're just sorry for how mean and sad we are? I feel like we apologize repeatedly. Speaking of uh sad. Uh, we go downstairs and Stefan is listening. <laughs> He's listening to this one. Oh, buddy. Yeah. So he doesn't look so jazzed about it. He looks upset. Yeah. He um we cut to him uh loading Silas's uh dead statue body into the trunk, and uh Damon and him have this little conversation and they're like, you think the quarry's gonna be, you know, deep enough to bury him? And then they're like, yeah, he'll, you know, be isolated there and it'll be fine. And Damon's like, do you want me to come with you? And Stefan's like, no, 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 Lexi's coming. And it's just really awkward. And Stefan, of course, is the one who has to be the bigger person and says, hey, Damon, I'm not happy about Elena, but I'm not not happy for you either. I just want you to know that. Uh, he's such Mother's- a good guy. Yeah. God, uh, I miss all our friends. <laughs> Under this, I just wrote, I love my boys. Because <laughs> I do. I love my boys. We did ask for this. We did ask for this. So then we we go to a Jeremy and Bonnie scene. Jeremy um, is uh, needed to see Bonnie before the veil got lowered. He's like... Uh, before we continue on this, which is very sad, I have to share this poster specifically for this season finale. Because, you know, it knows that this is graduation. There's a poster for this. Yeah. Dang. You're invited to the graduation, dead or alive. Oh, this is cute. Everyone's in kind of like metallics. That's fun. Um, Candace looks so pretty in this. Nina's Nina's very photoshopped. Mm -hmm. Like, her face is very photoshopped. To the point where it kind of looks like Tori and they, like, put Nina's face over it. Like, this is unnecessary. You don't have to do that. Nothing to photoshop. But everyone is uh, still pretty. Uh, Claire's ass. I'm just saying. <laughs> and uh, Claire's doing a little booty pop. <laughs> I must. Re- she is. She's like, look, who's here? <laughs> again, Cat looks amazing. Yeah, Cat again, beautiful. I like Matt's long coat. That's a fun look for him. Nice long coat. Mm. Again, we did ask for this. We did. Poor Paul is to stand in the water. <laughs> it's again another sign (laughs) oh my god so um jeremy explains that he can't say goodbye to elena he says we said no tears i left her a letter she'll find it when it's over i'm ready (laughs) so one maturely accepting like they're dead and they're just gonna stay dead and he's he's accepting his fate and he doesn't want to cause a scene and this is the best jeremy's ever been it might be, yeah. He's like, look, I just wanted to be with you when it happened. But I'm like, ow. And even Joe's like, this is great. And then and then they smooch and she's like, no. Yeah. This like Enough. the scene before this, before the smooch, it made me teary. I was like, Jeremy's making me cry. <laughs> it is strange. Because we know these characters as much as they want the D, also do everything they can to avoid the D in the same way. And like they, they won't just allow things to be. And Jeremy's like, you know what? It was my time. It's I'm dead. I'm I'm fine with it. Okay, which is honestly, he should find peace. Yeah, um, brave boy. Uh, so then, uh, back at the Salvatores, um, Alaric's looking out the window. Damon goes right for the bourbon. They're like, ugh, moon's full. You know, which means their time together is dwindling. 
Uh, Rick's like, where's Elena? And Damon explains she's off trying to find Bonnie and Jeremy. And Rick just smiles at Damon. And Damon's like, what? And he says, you got the girl, man. (laughs) And Damon says, I got the girl. And Rick says, now don't screw it up. And Damon takes his eyes off his friend for a second. Because he's pouring him a drink. (laughs) He says, well, with you looking over my shoulder, how can I? And then he looks back and Rick is gone. And I am cry. <laughs> As live I, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he ain't right. <laughs> They're friends. Boys who, boys who love each other. <laughs> I do. Uh, speaking of friends, we got to uh, Lexi uh, Devin. No. Lexi. This is evil. I know. It is cruel. Like they're they're like like any part of me, it's as if this finale was written by someone angry at me specifically for saying <laughs> I don't care about these characters anymore. It's like, <laughs> oh, you don't care? Do you not care, Morgan? Do you not care if Stefan gets to hang out with Lexi again and they listen to Bon Jovi together? Do you not care if Rick and Damon hang out? <laughs> I'm like, okay, because I care a little bit. <laughs> I care a lot. So Lexi's pitching new places for Stefan to live. And she's like, look, I know you think I'm joking, but you are leaving. You just graduated for the millionth time. It's time to start living your life. And this is when Stefan's like, but what if Elena was the one? And she's like, she was. She'll always be an epic love. But, you know, there are actually multiple ones, especially for a vampire. And the only way to find another is to let go and move on. And I will say this scene is so smart in the way that it's directed because they keep cutting just to Paul. So you keep waiting to see if like this is when Lexi's gonna be gone or yeah. this is when Lexi's gonna be gone. Like it it does really lull you into that. Like you are really tense just waiting because you're bracing yourself to just be hurt. Bracing yourself to sob more, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but at least she gets that out there. And Stefan just says, Well, I've never been to Portland. And then he looks over. And she is gone because, you know, he, the, there's just the silence. So you see him, like, realize she's gone. And he just, like, says quietly to himself, see you, Lexi. I think Stefan and Lexi would do very well in Portland. It's very cute for them. <laughs> I hate it. I hate everything. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm in immense agony. Um, Again, like, uh, they so, my hat is so fully off to them for never overusing Lexi for making every appearance of her coming back so effective and important. And like, I'm never like, why is Stefan sad? Lexi's gone. He sees her all the time, which I feel like could be a way you could feel given how many times Lexi comes back mm-hmm. as a ghost and stuff. But uh, fuck you if you think that. And yet I'm wiping away my tears. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't come back enough, baby. Like I, he, you understand what they had and how, awful it is for him for it to be gone and it's just friendship the show is like invested in just telling you of an epic friendship which is considering you know this show built on a love triangle that's that's really special honestly and i would say that like so many of the moments in the show that i care about most are like friendship based like thinking about the like bonnie ripping the pillow open and doing the magic with the feathers for Elena. Like, to me, that is one of the most iconic Vampire Diaries moments. And it is entirely friendship-based. It's about, like, sharing in the joy of something that should be impossible. 
with the people that you care about and that and that that is the thing that is aspirational about the vampire diaries and that's the thing that is like cool about it is that like amazing things can happen and you can share them with the people that you love and like that's the one thing these characters whose lives are largely quite miserable have that normal people don't and or a pissed off damon like talking to to rick at his grave like (sighs) well i guess take care of the kids (laughs) And just like like seeing that he's there and that he's listening yeah. and that like uh, just and that that the, which means that the lo- that love went both ways yeah that it is just as important for Rick on the other side to be looking out for David and watching over him in whatever way he can even if it's just being there to listen that 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 he's doing that like it this this show like always cares about what yeah. these people mean to each other. Which, if you if you want me to make you guys sadder, just imagine because we we know that Damon was you know always saving Rick's seat at the grill, but just imagine like scenes we're not seeing where Damon is just like you know in his room or whatever, he's just talking to to himself, but really he's like talking to Rick. Like, I, I imagine he he talks to Rick all the time. I would imagine the same thing. Yep. <laughs> and now we're all crying. <laughs> I'm quite sad. <laughs> Um, Jill, do you have anything to add? Do you have any other uh, favorite best friends you'd like to share? I know your boy is in a best friendship that we're all pretty big he fans of. is, but now I'm just focused on Damon saving the seat at the bar and that Rick was probably sitting in that seat most of the time. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and was like, you're being an asshole. Like, I, <laughs> I, other people want this seat. Like, I'm a ghost. <laughs> there's limited seats it's a small local bar <laughs> let meredith be your best friend now uh, him just him just like us screaming meredith meredith is your friend now yay meredith <laughs> so uh then elena's uh goes into the boiler room to look for bonnie and jeremy uh i i don't know why she would look there she is right to but yeah why why did she go to the boiler room? I guess Bonnie was doing magic down there before. So I guess it makes sense that she would cast the spell there again. Oh, yeah, they know that's like the entryway to the caves, apparently. Maybe she's just going to look in the cave area. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she's like, are you guys here? And then I think this is hilarious. Cole pops up and is like, well, 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 speaking of unfinished business. And he starts to attack her and then he just disappears. I loved this so much. It's so Cole. Like, to me, that is the epitome of who Cole is. He's like, I'm here and I'm going to fuck up your whole day. And then he just magically disappears and you're like, all right, well. Pretending he's more important than he actually is. (laughs) Oh, so funny. And then Catherine shows up and says, happy graduation, cupcake. And I die she and she slams Elena against a wall. We cut to Bonnie and Jeremy. Bonnie's still doing magic. And she's like, well, it's almost closed. And he says, so this is it? Because there were a million things I wanted to say to you, but now none of them seem quite right. And I'm like, oh, buddy. And they kiss. And that's when Jill says enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all don't like that. Um, but then after they kiss, Jeremy uh, staggers backwards, clutching his heart and is like, what? And Bonnie's like, oh shit, I did it. <laughs> and Bonnie is like, I brought you back to life. I closed the veil and you're still here. And Jeremy's like, I'm alive? 
I love that Bonnie ends the season still saying expression is actually good. <laughs> um, she learned nothing. And that is why she must perish. Um, <laughs> so Jeremy's like, wait, wait, I can't feel you. What the fuck? And poor Jeremy is forced to be the one to alone carry the knowledge that Bonnie is a ghost and that she is dead and has told no one but him. And she makes him lie on her ghost behalf. It is so fucked. She's like, I have the witches and my grams. You can see ghosts. We can talk whenever we want. I'm like, that is not the good news you think it is, Bonnie. Yeah. And now you have to lie to my friends, but also I guess Mayor Dad. Yeah. And she says, for the first time in forever, my friends are okay. And I don't want to take that from them. Fuck that. They're alive. You're dead. Fuck their feelings. And like, don't put that on Jeremy. Bonnie 2020, fuck your feelings. <laughs> like, honey, you gotta be honest. And so she just like leaves and walks away with Grams. And it's really sad and bleak and interesting for sure. But like, it's also just like, poor, poor Bonnie. And Jeremy, three times a widow, as we've discussed. <laughs> Once, twice, three times a widow. <laughs> um, so at the Lockwood Mansion, um, Rebecca visits Matt. And he's like, and he, and she's like, I just want to see if you're okay, because, you know, pretty rough day. And Matt says, oh, thanks. I'd invite you in, but I promised Tyler I was going to keep this a low vampire zone. And she's like, oh, yeah. Also, like, I get that we were under duress today. So, you know, whatever plans you're making, I, I get if you don't, like, want to follow through with those. Um, Claire Holt's so good in the scene. Right, guys? She, is. she like, has, like, a nervous... Um What's the word I'm looking for? You can tell energy? she's nervous. <laughs> <laughs> the word energy chill? I don't know. It is so weird to see her like embarrassed and demure and nervous in this scene. Like she's like literally nothing can kill her. Like an explosion couldn't kill her. And she is like, oh my God, what if Matt doesn't like me? Take notes, Klaus. Jeez. He gives her all this shit. He should be taking notes from Rebecca on how to, like, court these Mystic Falls residents. <laughs> real. And he says, you and I, this isn't going to work. I need to keep my love life a low vampire zone, too, okay? And she's like, yeah, of course, I get it. And she turns to leave, but Matt continues talking. He says, so whatever happens on the road stays on the road, all right? Hey. And Rebecca's, like, grins and turns around. He's like, that little wedding town? Don't get any ideas about turning me into a vampire so that we can live eternally ever after. You know what I mean? And <laughs> Rebecca's like, I'm sorry, are you saying? And he says, I've never set one foot outside this town. I have no college plans, no idea what the future holds for me. But I do know that it's time I start truly living. And since you almost killed me this year, I figure it's your obligation to show me how. And I was just smiling so wide during this entire scene. Yep. Like I am now. It's so fucking cute. How dare they? Like they're so adorable. It's like Claire, you want you gotta stay now, right? I mean, like, look how cute they are. You gotta uh, sign one of these contracts, right? <laughs> Claire's got two contracts, it's like the vampire diaries contract and the originals contract. And they're just like, come on, Claire, come on. <laughs> so then we go uh back to our Elena and Catherine fight. 
I think it's so fun. Yeah, I, I put in the chat, like, this is, like, the best reason for why you would have a vampire Elena so you can do this fight finally. Like, this is, like, it was, quote, unquote, all worth it just to have this, basically. <laughs> um, This is where, like, Catherine's, like, complaining about how Bonnie denied her her Silas-like immortality. And Elena's like, of course, because Catherine Pierce can't be happy with good old vampire caliber immortality. <laughs> And Kath, like they're like a lady, like rips a locker door off and starts swinging it at Catherine's face. And Catherine's like, "Look, I deserved it. I never had a graduation or a prom or you know a life, but you did. You have everything, and it's not because you're a good little girl who deserves happiness. It's because you stole mine." Which is uh, that's the, the the you stole my happiness. Isn't that a great point? But Catherine does have a point where like her like trauma and her terrible human life she's never complained about it she just kept moving forward even though she as we saw in that flashback that jill hated like remember she gave birth to a child and her papa took it away and she wasn't allowed to be a mother and then klaus massacred her entire family like she did not have a a good human life um so that's something to be jealous of that you know elena had but like elena did not steal her happiness yeah again you killed her brother Elijah dumped you for good reason. And that is what Elena screams. She's like, I stole your happiness. You killed my brother. And Catherine says, I'll admit it. That was nasty. <laughs> Catherine shoves Elena's head into the like, if like in case of emergency, break glass case that like the fire axe is in. Um, she grabs a she breaks a janitor's mop, which is a classic Elena move. It starts poking <laughs> Elena with a wooden handle. And she says, I have nothing, but I'm about to change that. And Elena's like, ugh, kicking someone when they're down. Classy till the end, Catherine. And Catherine's <laughs> like, ha, your end. And she stabs Elena in the throat. And Elena gulps and struggles as it digs in deeper. We go then to a flashback where Elena, you know, is telling Stefan that he deserves the cure. And Stefan says, listen, I'm glad you're okay with who you are now. But everything I did to get this, I did for you so that you could have the choice of whether you wanted to be a vampire or not. And so it turns out he gave it back. (laughs) And Catherine says, bye bye, little girl. And Elena yanks the cure out of her pocket, (laughs) shoves it into Catherine's mouth, and forces her jaw closed as it dissolves inside her mouth. Yes. And she passes out, and Elena says, have a nice human life, Catherine. (laughs) I have been waiting and so ready for this, and I've been keeping my mouth shut. Of course, not to spoil Jill, but like I've been waiting for this moment all season. As soon as they started talking about the cure, I'm like, I need this. (laughs) Uh, It is such a nice ending to the cure storyline in terms of like the who gets it of it all um it makes me so happy jill how are you feeling about this yeah i thought it was great good move on elena's part (laughs) otherwise she would be dead (laughs) she would (laughs) and honestly way better revenge than killing Catherine. yeah yeah (laughs) way too easy way too quick (laughs) so we we then our final scene takes place at the quarry Stefan is, uh, you know, he's grabbing the bag full of Silas's uh, bones and he's like (laughs) tossing it to the ground. But then it sounds like a bunch of loose pieces. And he's like, wait, what? And then um, Elena pops up as Silas and is like, don't bother. I'm not there. Uh, Frank Sinatra. 
fuck? Like, what the spell and shit? And she's like, funny thing about spells, they're bound by nature. Nature demands balance. So every spell is a loophole. The spell that turned me into stone was bound by a witch, a living witch. So when the witch died, the spell broke. And Stefan's like, but Bonnie's not dead. <laughs> and Silas says, it doesn't matter, does it? And I'm like, excuse me, it very much does matter. Fuck off. I mean... After what uh, Bonnie's ancestor did to him, Silas uh, has, has no respect for the Bennets. Absolutely no patience. And uh, Silas goes on to say, like, this is where the mystery of me comes full circle. I created the immortality spell 2,000 years ago. I can never die. So nature needs to find a balance. A version of me that could die. A shadow self. A doppelganger. I apologize for me just, like, chanting yes as you were saying that. It yeah. is yes, yes, yes. So allowed. It's the only way we'd want it. So, <laughs> so Stefan's like, okay, so you're like another Petrova doppelganger because yeah, you, you see in a, in a later face, so you think, oh, so you're one of those doppelgangers, huh? Huh? But not quite. <laughs> we finally see Silas's true face, and it is an epic face reveal because it is the face of one Paul Wesley. <laughs> And he says, hello, my shadow self. Yes, he does. Stab Stefan in the stomach with a steak and says, do you have any idea what it's like to starve for 2,000 years? And then he throws Stefan in the safe that they were keeping Elena in while she didn't have her humanity on, locks it, and tips it over the edge of the cliff. Stefan falls into the quarry, and the safe begins to fill with water, drowning him. The first of many times. Full angel style, he is being drowned. Although it's not by a little bitch, it is by his shadow self. Woof. (laughs) What a cliffhanger. Right? Right? Pretty good finales, the Vampire Diaries, I will say. They they always, they pull out all the stops for a finale. And I appreciate that about them. They gotta, after what we went through this season. (laughs) Jill, I am well and truly dying to hear your rankings. But Jill, we gotta talk more about that final scene. Yeah, I have many questions. Oh my gosh, yes. Please, please, please. So, when he's saying he created the immortality, whatever the fuck it's called, um, is he talking about vampirism? Well, no, because like... Just immortality in general. So, Because he's not technically a vampire. Right, so then the balance, if... So Stefan was created to balance out Silas? Well, Stefan is a doppelganger, just like Catherine, just like Elena. So there have been multiple Paul Wesleys over the years. Mm-hmm. That is what has been revealed. Right. So then my question yeah. is, why are there Petrova doppelgangers? Well, no, there are also Salvatore doppelgangers. We just have not met them. We are going to learn a little bit about that later. <laughs> but also it's because Ketsia is prank Sinatra as we'll learn more Ketsia truly is may possibly the greatest prank, prank Sinatra of all prank Sinatras I mean the original prank Sinatra it's true <laughs> I I am really excited for you to meet her Jill I think you will like her she's a messy bitch that loves drama already truly, like mad queen energy yeah <laughs> and she's so pretty she really um, is do you have any other questions that we can hopefully try to answer for you? No, that was my main one. Okay, cool. So we'll we'll see how season five goes. Yeah. Do you feel like um, you could love Damo and Elena again, or do you feel like that door is closed? Uh, 
I probably could, depending on how how it plays out. Fair enough. Um, excited for college? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so no. <laughs> I mean, they like barely went to high school, so. Don't worry, college will be there. But this means there won't be any more dances, right? I mean, oh, there will still be are. events. Events, but like not school dances. There are maybe mixers. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got for you. And parties and stuff. All right. I, there's, there is uh, much to love about season five, I think, more than season four. So I, I hope that you have fun. Um, now rankings? I think now rankings. Yeah. Yay! So this was uh, tough. <laughs> 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 so to preface this, I'm going to do an honorable mention. <laughs> okay. The honorable mention goes to Caroline. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. (laughs) I'm sitting up now. (laughs) So coming in at number six. (laughs) Well, first, wait, I'm sorry. So there's an honorable mention and then number six. Yeah, I I had a hard time with these rankings. Great. It's not even two episodes this time. It's just the one. It's just the one episode and I struggle. I I need to drink more to prepare for this. So. Caroline, oh. honorable mention, because she, <laughs> she got Klaus back <laughs> for sending him an invitation. Yeah, pretty funny. Number six. Mm-hmm. I just put Nina. Yes! <laughs> for the fight between Kathy and Elena. Because I was like, I can't pick one. Both of them are so good. So yes, I just decided yes. on Nina. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jill. I tell you, Jill, when I was texting with Jenny Owen Youngs earlier about, because she's like about to finish season two, she probably has already finished it by now. She's like, I, my favorite part of the podcast is how unexpected Jill's opinions always are. <laughs> you think she's going to zig like, and she zacks. <laughs> my brain is just chaos. She was finishing season two, but she's about to like, about to listen to the Miss Mystic Falls episode. And I'm like, get prepared for me and Morgan being feral while Jill fucking hates it. <laughs> She, well, she like we're feral about like bad Steve, and she's like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I've grown. Like, wow, that was I'm an old me. Uh, I'm so happy. Coming in at number five. Ooh, ooh, number five for being a good boy. <gasps> Klaus. <laughs> Jill. I, I'm so sorry. I'm taking a task here. Jill going shitting on Claroline. <laughs> but it's like only seen in the show is like Claroline based and being like, I hate this. Yeah. And yet he's number interesting. Because Morgan was doing backflips defending Claroline. And Jill's like, this is bullshit. And now he's number five above honorable mention Caroline and Nina Dobrev. I didn't say Claroline. I said Klaus. (laughs) To act as if season four Klaus has been anything but a Claroline vessel. (laughs) (laughs) But like, even though it's shitty and not a good graduation (laughs) present for like being like, yeah, Tyler can come back now because I'm heading out. Like, you could make sure Caroline's happy. I don't know. Okay. All right. Good. Good boy. Check. He was a good boy. He also, like, he didn't have to come. And he didn't have to behead that woman with the graduation cap. But he did because it was extra and I loved it. 
Yeah. He had to come because he's a simp, but also he's still in the opening credits, so. So then, coming in at number four, <laughs> is Rebecca. Okay. For saving that Matt. Makes sense the, to me. And blowing up her ex. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So number three, we oh, have three. we have Bonnie. I really wow. struggled because of the whole Jeremy thing. Well, Bonnie has been so low if, if she's ever even on the list these days. So for her to be three, I'm, it's like almost like good old days. She's not in the top two, but still. Yeah. She just like, she is such a good friend. <laughs> like, they don't Somebody's deserve all of them. She sacrifices so much for them. Again, fuck you to all you Bonnie haters. Anyone's ever called her a bad friend because what show were you watching? Like, never, ever, even in the times where I was like, I'm kind of like tired of Bonnie because her corner of the show is just miserable, which was never her fault, was I never would have said she was a bad friend. You're telling on yourself if you call Bonnie Bennett a bad friend. Yeah. <laughs> she, yep. she is such a good friend. <laughs> Possibly the best friend. I would say definitely. Yep. <laughs> so then, um, my reasoning for this, for number two, is just I love you. <laughs> is it Galen Vaughn? Is it Lexi? It's Steve. <laughs> I mean, I, I, even if it wasn't, you just love him, like, I don't understand how he couldn't be number two. Like, the things he went through in this episode. Yeah, he needs a hug. <laughs> Well, I mean, the falls are hugging him now. Oh. He's in the sweet embrace of the water now. <laughs> <laughs> and then number one is, of course, Lexi. Yes! yes! Oh my god. Good. Because how Good. could she not be number one? <laughs> oh my uh. god. Her dancing to Bon Jovi is... I, I wish that scene had been the full length of the song. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved that. I was clapping and screaming. Michael had left to get groceries, so I was just hooting and hollering in the apartment <laughs> and making a real, real spectacle of myself. And it was great. They should. They really should have just made Ariel Kebbell dance to the song for its entirety <laughs> and then, like popped it up as a deleted scene. We would have been happy. It's gonna be. I was about to say it's gonna be hard to do crushes because it's just the one episode. But I am answered, and the answer is Lexi. So let's just fucking go. Yeah, uh, fair as all heck. Uh, just for diversity's sake. Uh, fuck no! It's Lexi. It's Lexi. <laughs> she danced to Bon Jovi. And what else do you want from anyone? She's so hot and so kind, and I love her. Jill. I I would say Lexi, but I'm going to go with Rebecca and Matt. Hi! <laughs> they are so cute. They are so fucking sweet. Like, I... I uh, how could you want Rebecca with anyone else? Like, they're lovely together. I hope all the Ampies can hear how happy we are in this moment just talking about these rankings and these crushes. Yeah. It's been a rocky season for sure. And I'm sorry about my Klaus confusion, but it makes sense <laughs> in my head. <laughs> we have not smiled this much all season, honestly. You have nothing to apologize about, Jill. I just, <laughs> I always seek to gain a deeper understanding of your feelings. 
especially about Klaus, because you've got, you have to admit, you have complicated feelings for him. I sure do. Your thought processes, I mean, honestly. Again, listening to the, girls, the, the Ghost World episode and uh, Ordinary People, and you're like, I, my first flashback I like is the Viking one. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. So fun. And again, Catherine's backstory, you shit on completely. It did nothing for you. Yep. Fuck Catherine's pain. Look, it didn't work for her. You got it. Different strokes, different folks. The Vikings worked. Always and forever worked. It's uh, it's what it's what you were feeling. And God, I can't wait to watch season five of the Vampire Diaries with you. I can't wait to meet Ketsuya with you. I can't wait to meet this himbo. I oh. I cannot wait to meet this dumb ass himbo with you i am saying to relive how dumb he is he is a beautiful idiot soul <laughs> beautiful idiot soul <laughs> he's the one i want to chase the one <laughs> i want to hold <laughs> i won't allow my love to go to waste Again, I do not even consider myself much of a stan for this character, but like, I, I think now we are Morgan, actually. I am like now becoming one, and now I'm like, they're the mascot for the show. They're <laughs> my my energy. They're really dumb, and like, they lash at people who don't deserve to be lashed at, but like, they get like really focused on it. And I still don't really understand why. So maybe if I rewatch, I'll understand why he's so upset with this character. A boy with must have his vendettas. <laughs> it's the weirdest vendetta. It's like you're you're vendetting against the wrong one. Yeah, but that's for another time. Uh, uh, I feel at ease again. I do. I do feel. I feel light. <laughs> <laughs> what did we enjoy this season, you guys? We got to talk about it. What did we enjoyed over over the years of this podcast? Because <laughs> that's how it feels. Yeah, Jill. What were your highlights? I mean, I keep a cry count for every season. <laughs> You're still doing the cry count. I actually, again, it's been years of doing this podcast. I don't remember things. Yeah. I I didn't cry much this season. I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> I cried, but for different reasons. <laughs> I was just so upset. The most I cried was season two. I have five. For season oh. three, I have four. For season four, I have three. Oh. Were they all this episode? I just, the last one just says finale. <laughs> like the whole finale. And then the other one is Lexi Steve Hug. I'm assuming from last time. <laughs> God, that killed me. <laughs> and then Tyler crying about Carol. Uh, boy, um, I will say a big highlight of the season to me is the memorial episode and the set piece there with like, uh, Connor like bleeding April out in the back and everyone yeah. has to not look and Elena feeding on Matt like that that whole sequence is so fucking good mm-hmm. um, my hat's off to that my highlight is T-Klaus oh T-Klaus baby oh Oof. my god I, I am I, how are is, are people are gonna listen to that people are gonna hear the way <laughs> I reacted to that and that's something i'll have to live with (laughs) uh and same with me reacting to tyler shoving his hand into a woman and saying submit everyone expects that from you (laughs) which 
again, I I must ask, what do you think they'll um, worry about us more for? The sage thirst or the tea klaus thirst? Ooh, that's tough. Again, <laughs> sage, very much not a feminist. I feel like she's a hot lady who punches things. I don't think we're going to get blamed much. She really did punch things, and it was good. <laughs> Punched. She, like, had big threesome energy with Damon and Rebecca. Like, that. that's... What else do we want out of a character? <laughs> Sage, come back. Sage, why didn't Sage's ghost return? She found peace with her boring boyfriend. I had unfinished business with her. (laughs) Uh, We're the worst. Absolutely. Uh, Obviously, a highlight of the season is the originals, baby. Yeah. Like, the the backdoor pilot. Come on. Marcel. Marcel. Marcel Gerard. What a character. Marcel. Marcel dethroned Tyler. Yeah. What a huge moment that was. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. He's cool as hell. He is so powerful, you guys. He truly is. I would say, like, this season is Haley. Like, right? Like, yeah. And Haley? Like, oh, this, Haley. We loved Haley. She's great. Honestly, not enough Haley in the season. I'm um, really nervous about Haley, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you worried because she got a baby inside of her? Yeah. Yeah. And she might meet some wolves who are boring and they, they talk like this. I, I'm going to say it more because you know how it, it pisses me off. Um, Haley. Haley. I, <laughs> oh, I have no personality so I talk like this. I. <laughs> wolf, I understand you because I. <laughs> I love when once like someone like people be like, I like, what is with werewolves on this show and being like, I understand you because I'm also a werewolf. And I'm like, isn't there more to you than just being a wolf? <laughs> I also accidentally murdered someone. Yeah, I feel like it's just like a trauma that they can share. Mm-hmm. Right? They're like, we're all like, sure, I'm just, there are like a few people who like are actual murderers who trigger walkers, but it seems to be like a bunch of accidents and whoops. Yeah, it's it is interesting because I will say like with legacies, legacies is a like um, it has a lot of high school aged kids, and so all of the werewolves on that show are like teens, and that means that like these are all teens who have killed someone, and right. like yeah, they'll dig into that sometimes, and it's just like so sad and like traumatic to think about the toll that has been taken on these kids. Like, I will say, I don't think this is like a huge spoiler. I feel like the werewolves are a little bit backgrounded in legacies. And I think because like they're, again, they're so expensive and it, it's like when they decide to talk about like the triggering of the curse and the death, like it's always just like so heavy and, and interesting and sad. And um, I am, when we watch legacies, you guys, I'm so excited. <laughs> I mean, I could be excited, but no one on Legacies talks like this, <laughs> Haley. And I love that about them. <laughs> I think more characters should talk like that. Uh, no, Legacies is a show about how women are cool, <laughs> <laughs> and that is why it is great. <laughs> women are cool, and sometimes they should do kisses on each other. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> we did ask for this. 
that we asked for. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter at Amp Diaries Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Empire Diaries Pod. And you can email us at the Empire Diaries Pod at gmail.com. Um, send us your uh, your takes. Uh, and please rate and review us on the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast, but we'll probably only see it if it's on the iTunes store. Um, and give us five stars, please. And uh, send us your best impressions of that originals character that we've been doing an impression of who talks like this. Haley. <laughs> I would if like you to- know, you know. <laughs> um, see you next time, gang. See you in season five, baby. In season five and season one of the originals, however we decide to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love you. Bye. I don't love you, but you know what? Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> Joe doesn't love you either. Bye. I love you.